Are we live? <laughs> I just don't even know anymore. Uh, just the stress of every day and, and life. But you know what we need in this this life is a little bit of entertainment, a little bit of uh, positivity in this world, a little bit of a podcast. Yeah, welcome. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. Palming. Kick back your feet. Kick back your arms. How do you kick back your arms? Do it. You just flick them back, right? Flick them back. Flick your arms back. Flick your legs forward on the desk. Get some uh, monster on the the desk. You know Let's that was the coaster, by the way. You should take a drink of that. You don't have enough energy right now. <laughs> it's gonna be a crazy podcast. Thank you for joining us. But yeah, kick back and relax, please, because. Three boys are going to soothe you with gaming news, movie news, TV show news, maybe something that none of us are even expecting. Who knows? I'm Zach, Travis, the TV show expert, (laughs) Jacob, connoisseur of anything with movies. about as wrong as I could get. <laughs> I've probably watched a combined nine movies in my life. Uh, and most of them are Avenger movies. So, uh, welcome. Uh, I want You know what? Well, first off, I want to say welcome back to Jacob. Hey, guys. Good to be back. I feel like it's been forever. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't know why I always feel that way, but this year has been an absolute like. It's been crazy. Roller coaster. All. We've all yeah. been really busy, so yeah. the month just kind of. It just feels flies like, by. Oh, like a year. Well, you know, when you get called away to a lot of missions and you learn to shoot guns and all this stuff, like you just, you yeah. just get busy, man. The president that's, needs a lot of thanks from you. That's true, yeah. Because <laughs> he's talking about when we put the guns away when he was shooting. Oh, yeah, that's what right. What did they go up to? Uh, he's been busy, I think, since then. So. No, Glad to see you've put the gun down and yeah. picked up the mic. Yeah. yeah, put the gun down, pick up the mic, let's talk some games. I think that was John Lennon's message. I think he had a lot of other messages, too. <laughs> pick up the gun, being put a little down honest. the mic. Um, but we don't need to go down that rabbit hole. Not at least not today. Maybe it's another like dark web podcast. Yeah, dark web podcast. Check out the dark web. That's a great idea. Let's put our podcast dark on the dark web, web bros <laughs> podcast. I think we get a lot of hits. Yeah, by the FBI. <laughs> boom, boom, boom! You're too relaxing and good of a podcast. Why do you want to take a drink of the monster? Oh, man, oh, know. I'm going nuts. Do you guys remember monsters used to be like in the the second episode ever? We had like a monster can, and we we're like, "This is our sponsor." Oh, I do remember that, and, and then, they're still sponsor. They yeah. came back. Yeah. They came, hey guys, monster officially said. They you said, know "You what? know what we need to do? We need to put some more money into that Dweebros podcast." Yeah. <laughs> We've really just been letting them sit there for a while. They looked and they said, "A oh, hundred views per podcast." Yeah, are you guys. a big Are you a big energy drink guy? You've no. never been, right? Anything never with caffeine. Been. If I get a little bit of caffeine, yeah. it jitters it. Messes me up. Well, I got Captain D's, and they gave you, like, I was picking up Mills and stuff, and they had two, like, you get two, like, kids' drinks, and they were, like, that big. And it was root beer, and I was like, oh, I could do that. I hadn't had caffeine. I hadn't had caffeine, like, a year or so. And I drank those two kitty, like, root beer things, and I was, the whole night, like, I had to, like... (laughs) It just caffeine just freaks me out if I have too much of it. So. Now, have you ever really drank many? Um, I oh well, back before like November of last year, I was all about the Mountain Dew Kickstarters. Like, yeah, those, that's right. You like those? Those are like the 
the pinnacle of like the gamer attitude era <laughs> for me. I've the gamer always, attitude era. Jacob. I've always been a monster guy. You can get these at your local uh, Ameristop <laughs> marathon. Um, yeah. No, I, like I don't monster. know. I think I've learned since like I stopped having caffeine since like since November that it's definitely like not really needed. It's not really. Like yeah, that. no, I really uh, I drink them very infrequently now. Yeah. I mean, maybe one one every few months now. The uh, the whole like idea of that though, like I remember I used to have a roommate who he would literally like set his alarm ten minutes before he's supposed to get up, and that alarm would go off and he'd take a caffeine pill. Oof. And then ten minutes later, he'd wake up and he's like, "I'm full of energy," and he's oh like, "He was gosh. good to go." And I was like, "I don't know if that's what it's meant to do." Like, yeah, no, all. that's crazy. Yeah, I think we all know that roommate too. Maybe yeah. our viewers do too. <laughs> they might, but I don't like throw people under the bus. <laughs> Only when I'm Oliver, I like to do that. So. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, with all that stuff out, of, you know, out of the way, let's talk about games. Okay. Yeah. What What let's, have we all been playing this month? Yeah, so I honestly only have one game that I sank my teeth into uh, this past month. Dark Souls 3. Yeah, I've been playing it too. And I've beaten it, so I have completed the Souls. Uh, did you beat the DLC? Did not beat the DLC. Did you beat the DLC yeah. of Dark Souls 1? Nope. Did you beat the DLC of Bloodborne? I guess I have a little tiny side path. Sounds, sounds like you haven't completed the, Jack Squat. <laughs> sounds like you haven't completed Jack Squat. I finished squat. the main games. All the games are done. Not hey, their little... Reset Era said you're done. That's okay, as long as they say it, that's the Bible. That's a cl- big um, close of a chapter, then. You beat me in the marathon. Yeah. Them all. Well, I did. to be fair, you mean you played the DLCs. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> it all goes back to the DLCs. You're right. No, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, if we take the DLCs out... So we'll probably... call it a tie, because I'm in Dark Souls 3 right So yeah, Dark Souls 3, <laughs> what do I think? I think it's very good. I think me and Travis have been having a lot of discussion, because he's now playing it mm-hmm. as well. Where does this land in the series or whatever? Dark Souls 3, best bosses. Anybody that wants to fight me on that? I'm right here. Monster in my hand. Best bosses of any of the games? Best bosses consistently throughout the game. And I, I love Bloodborne. I think that's my favorite. But this has like just the most fun fights with the bosses. And the bosses, like... I don't know. I had a, I had a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, I just was rushing trying to see the next boss. I was having a good time with that. Mm. Areas, I agree. I think some other people... I think you were big on being linear... It, there's nothing surprising if you've played all the other ones and got to this point. There's nothing that shocks you. There's no shocking like environment or in all the old games something would come out and, like that would shock you or like oh, there'd be a, yeah a big, a big or, twist. Yeah, but there's not much of that at all. Really, even in the late game, Dark Souls Three, not really. Because I'm early and I mean I'm ten hours in. I I beat my first Lord of Cinder, which is kind of the big part of the game is fighting the Lords of Cinder. There's yeah. like four of them or five of them, so I beat the first. Which I one. liked too. What versus the other games is I kind of knew what was going on too. Yeah, like, this and Bloodborne are the only thing I have a tiny grasp. Yeah, the story is presented a little more clearly than the other Dark Souls games, but. Yeah, I, you kind of alluded to it. Yeah, the story. I'm just joking, dude. But but one of the one of the things that was weird to me so far and how far I've gotten, and you kind of said it, is how linear it is. Mm-hmm. I've been playing for like ten hours, and there's been only really one opportunity to go off on a side yeah. path, and it went a little ways, but now it's dead ended. So now I'm back on the main path. Mm-hmm. There is no like within the areas. There's some little strands of you can go down this hallway or that hallway, but. 
it's like area, 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 like in a straight line. And yeah. that to me is there's some kind parts, of strange, honestly. Parts, uh, you might even get to another part where it does kind of branch off again because I was like, where do I go next? And I actually hit a dead end. You'll hit some dead ends. But yeah, it's not as big as the other ones. So I get that complaint. But gameplay wise, in the Soul series, I'm not talking about Bloodborne, whatever, Sekiro. Very, my favorite, because I went back to Dark Souls 1, I'm trying to replay the series now and see, with fresh eyes now I've played them all, what do I think a second time through, I'm playing the games a little bit differently. Dark Souls 1 is like, dragging on in certain parts, gameplay-wise, mm. but Dark Souls 3 is like, I was moving on, I was fighting bosses, it would take me forever, but I was getting good, and I was boom, 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 having fun. Were you killing a lot of so the bosses on your first try? Uh, not on my first try. I was dying quite a lot. But, because that's but the, was, that was my other thing is so far for Dark Souls 3, the areas are kind of tough. After playing Sekiro where the areas are really easy, I've killed every boss so far on my first try. Wow. Like, uh, not like, humble. like I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I was trying to, like, what was the fight I just told you about? The Abyss Watchers. Yeah, yeah. Really cool fight. It lasted all of two minutes. Like, it was over like that. That took me like five or six tries. Yeah, I so that's, know, and maybe it's just, I've seen other people say this before, is it gets to the point where maybe you've played so much of these games that you get so optimal path and good at it. Yeah. Like, I'm running around naked <laughs> with just a giant great club, rolling through everything, killing guys really fast. Yeah. So I'm not really soaking it in the way I did some of the other ones because it's not punishing yeah. me really. And that's why I'm going back through again. Maybe I'll see some stuff differently. Yeah. But uh, I had a great time with it. And that's cool. And some great, uh, great bosses and stuff like that. So Interesting. That's, it. that's it for me for the month. I'm, uh, I'm enjoying Dark Souls 3. I'm, I'm wanting to get through it. Um, I'm trying to actually take my time with it because once it's over, it's I'm all caught up. As far as that series goes. So there's other stuff like Neo and different things I can play, but um, that would be the end of that. So it's kind of interesting. So you said you started playing Dark Souls 1 again. How far did you get? I am in uh, up to the Moonlight Butterfly. I'm in the Dark Root Basin area. Yeah. I I got to. So even right then, like going back to area and being more cognizant of what's going on, that dark root basin, like the the sound design and stuff, yeah. there, and how dark everything is. There's a there is a mood. There's so much mood and atmosphere to yeah. Dark Souls One. It's very dark. It's very whatever, and um, yeah, that kind of does not happen as much in Dark Souls Three. There's yeah. like one or two areas I can think in my mind that have that same atmosphere. Stuff yeah, but yeah, it, but we we kind of we're starting to have a conversation where, to me, it's like there's the world. And then there's the gameplay. And to me, the gameplay with each game in the Dark Souls series gets better and better and better. Mm -hmm. And the world gets more and more and more linear, more and more and more repeated, more and more and more narrow. So, like, where you fall in that, what you prefer as far as gameplay versus the world and the atmosphere and the variety, like, which one you prefer will probably impact which one you like the most. That's why I think I like Dark Souls 2 the most, because it falls right in the middle of that thing. It's got... A very diverse world, but it's like four or five different paths, yeah. um, as opposed to Dark Souls Three, where it's like one or like one A and one B. But and the gameplay is really good too. So you like Dark Souls Two, though? I have nothing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I think the dumbest thing it's ever made, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, what have you been playing this month, Jake? Um, so I have been playing a lot of more video games. I actually had to catch you guys up from two months ago because I started playing like certain games, but then I kind of stopped for a little bit waiting for some updates to come out. So, um, one of the games I picked back up, which I think is absolutely, like, it's so funny when he takes an online game, so, 
when a game comes out and it's strictly an online, like, multiplayer-only game, um, it has to be really, really well-polished in terms of just servers, uh, basic gameplay, just the game modes, maps. There has to be things that are available for people to play that game. And either it's an MMORPG, something that's like, hey, there's a long... Mm-hmm. You can play with whoever you want. There's a roadmap. Yeah. This is the content. Or it's a shooter. Like it's yeah. one of those two. Like you don't see genres like, like a racing game that's strictly everything online. Like yeah, this not happen. mainstream, mainstream at least. Yeah. Well, I've heard one. If you guys have heard one, let me know. But I yeah. haven't. Some of those racing sim games are pretty online focused. But yeah, sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so Star Wars Battlefront Two was a game that came out, obviously, we've talked about that game. Yeah. It, it went through development hell. It went through press release hell. It went through first impression hell. Like, it yeah. was awful. Like, everything about it was just terrible. But here we are now, sitting here two years later, mm-hmm. and this game is a great game. Like, it really is. Like I felt like it wasn't that long ago you actually did return and you liked it then. I did. I did but there was but still, then it like, died down with Yeah, it again. died down because, like, the things just kind of, like... There's still overpowered star cards where people would like have these star cards because they level it up to a point where it's like, wow, you're super OP. Like it's really hard to defeat you. Um, the maps were kind of boring. There wasn't like. Will you explain was... the star cards thing because I don't. Maybe people okay. haven't watched. So are aware of what you're talking about. What's cool about. about Star Wars? Well, well, not cool. Star Wars introduced a progression system that was all based around star cards. You can unlock like equipables like grenades. You can unlock, you know. A shotgun, depending on what class you play as. And it was all from these cards. Yes. And so in order for you to unlock these cards, you have to level up a class. And you have like an assault class, a sniper class, um, a heavy class, a specialist class, whatever. And as you level up that class, you get more cards available. And then you get points to level up those cards. Well, it gets to the point where each you can level up a card five times. Well, I'm currently, I can tell you this right now, I'm like a level 36 assault class. That's the only class I play because... Darn near any other class for me to play, it just yeah. would take me forever to ever level them up, and I'm still not even at level f- any level five cards. Like, yeah. I, have, <laughs> I have none. I have, a, I have a one level four card, and yeah. it's the one that gives you. Why don't you back. pay the microtransactions? They got rid of those. So, so that's the thing, though, right? So other people have those level yes. up cards. So what happened early on when the game first came out was people could buy experience and get these star cards really quickly, and then they became super overpowered. Now. Fast forward, you can't do that anymore, but some people have still just continued grinding away the game, yeah. and they are just really good at the game. To me, like the problem is 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 not just that you could pay for the cards, it's yes. that the cards exist, period. Exactly. Because if you have an online shooter, mm-hmm. and people can pay to get an advantage, okay, that sucks, Like we should get rid of that. Yeah. At the same time, if they can just grind to get that advantage... Mm-hmm. The advantage should, should come from playing the game and getting better at the game. I, I like, that is agree. how you should get better at an online game. Like, whether it's Halo, whether it's Battlefield, whether mm-hmm. it's Call of Duty. I've always shied away from the perk-driven games because it's not skill at that point. It's you, I mean, there you will grow in your skill, yes. but it's getting new equipment and things other people don't have. And, the thing and like, in, like, an Overwatch, post-Overwatch world where, like, there's just heroes and you they have the abilities that they have. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, I just... The thought of playing something like Star Wars with those cards <laughs> drives me crazy. So, um, what's cool about this game now... So, the first time I jumped back in, I was like, oh, yeah, the game's so cool. It's so fun. It's Star Wars. But there just wasn't enough to do. Come back now, they added a new game mode called Galactic Assault, which is really good because it's all based around the Clone Wars. They've they now brought the Clone Wars. Is that into where you this. go planet to planet? Yeah. Oh, they added that in? Well not not like plan no, not planet to planet, I'm sorry. It's where it starts as a dogfight on the ground. It's a new game mode. Like, okay. Like Yeah, game it's, it's battle, like a battle mode. mode. 
So you start on the ground, and your job is it's domination. So you want to control certain points. Okay. Once you get enough points, you take the fight to the air, and then you want to win the fight in the air and drive the other people people off the planet. Huh, okay. And then if you lose, if the other team beats you in the air, you go back to the ground, and then you dogfight it again to try to go back into the air. And so it's like a constant tug of war huh. of ground and air battles, which for me is, that's awesome, because that's the ultimate like, Star Wars experience. Um, plus having the Clone Wars finally included in a game where uh-huh. they said that it was coming. So we got new heroes like Anakin and Obi-Wan was added into the hero pool, and you also had people like General, General Grievous and Count Dooku. So I played, I put about 20 hours into this in about like a couple weeks because I was recovering. I didn't have yeah. anything to do. So I'm playing this game and I'm like finally being able to get in there and kind of experience it. I had a really good time. It was really, really fun. But again, I completely agree with you. The star cards still show their head. Yeah. What's cool is I found out there's an update where they're changing their matchmaking process. So believe it or not, Star Wars Battlefront 2 player count has risen to peak first time buys. Like wow. when the game first came back out. To the point where I'm like, this is it. And now DICE is producing all the future content. EA is not involved. So all the future content... Well, EA you know, owns DICE. Yeah, I know. But, like, DICE, the department, like, that, they're, like... They're so, not being told, like, hey, this is what you need to do. Because, like, what was happening was... I mean, they're owned by them. I know, but, like, here's <laughs> what I'm trying to explain. EA what? was funneling down, like, an idea that, hey, look, you got to produce this, and this is when you're rolling it out. Mm-hmm. EA's now moved on to other things. Like, they're no longer kind of supervising what DICE is, like, okay. kind of doing. So that department is kind of heading up, like, all of the, like, hey, this is what we're doing. This is when we're rolling out. No, they don't really need to, like, go through gotcha. those channels. So that's why I'm kind of trying to explain, I guess, what I was trying gotcha. to say. Gotcha. I know what you're saying. Like, yeah, loosen is, up, loosening up the lead. Yes. It's on, not as, like, on this dogs. is what you have sure. to do kind of, like, thing. Yeah. But since we'll take them at their word, I guess. So. I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's all I can say. Yeah, no, I believe that they said that. Yeah. I, no, just... obviously, if it's true, it's, it is what it is. But yeah. for me, like, one, the player count being that high, that's a huge, yeah, that's that's a huge great. deal. So now they're working on is changing the matchmaking rules because that's been the biggest complaint. So now they want to start matchmaking people based on where they're at at their highest star cards and start putting people together to where that's good. they're playing with other people who have the same amount of star cards unlocked. It's almost like, like at that. that point, maybe they should have just. Maybe should have been doing that from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Guys, great. What did I say, though? I mean, online multiplayers, I mean, yeah. people figure them out over time. Obviously, they built up a player base again, and that's like yeah. the biggest well, thing. Well, they've is. done a lot of cool things. Like, they did that... Um, they had like a mode where you were playing stormtroopers at night, and they like had Ewoks. the Ewoks hunting you. And oh, it was wow. almost like a available. horror game. It was almost okay. like a horror it was game. Terrifying. It was almost like a horror game because you'd be going around with like flashlights in the dark, and these Ewoks would be coming down, throwing spears at you, and throwing stuff. rocks at like you, like a horde mode. So they've they've been trying some really cool things. I uh, I own that game. I uninstalled it, and it would take uh, George Lucas personally coming into my house and saying, <laughs> "Hey." please reinstall this for me to do because to be honest with you I just don't want to give EA any kind of metric I don't want to give them money I don't want to give them time played I don't want to give them an install I want that company to drown like I just I'm so over <laughs> at the it. end of the day like, I agree with you but like, I think that's good that you're really things. enjoying it though that's I think fantastic I just love Star Wars and that was the thing I'm at like, yeah and it's it's a good like honestly the game's not bad like that's the thing yeah I, to me like the graphics the gameplay all that it's stuff beautiful. was always solid it was always the core of it that structure and you the way what? those cards Fool were designed. Me once, shame on you. <laughs> you didn't even buy Battlefront. Twice, shame on me. 
Number three, third time's the charm. Oh my gosh. I think they're going to fix it. Star Wars Battlefront 3. I don't know if they're making a Battlefront 3. I would think that they would just keep doing this game. Yeah, I don't think they're making a third one. Because they have Fallen, Order, Fallen Jedi, Fallen Order, something like that. Well, yeah, um, well, that's a different studio. Oh, well. Never mind, maybe it won't happen. Um, but yeah, so that's why I, I did that for a long time. And then um, VR came back to me. And then... Uh, and yeah, you've been playing a lot of VR. Whirlwind. Oh my gosh. What are you playing on VR? So, um, obviously I just picked up some other games like I was playing, you know, uh, Blades and Sorcery, which was another early access game and stuff like that. But I found a game that's absolutely the pinnacle of like the 13 to 15 year old range of Jacob Ware. <laughs> and it's called Pavlov PVR. And it's a Counter-Strike game. It's a game... That's created. It's um people can go into Steam Workshop, create maps and all that stuff. But it's it's a shooter simulator. Oh, so wow. all it is it has a bunch of guns installed. People were like, This one's pretty good. Let's make Counter Strike. So they made Counter Strike basically. They installed a bunch of Counter Strike maps. The rules are the same, so you like you start with each like team deathmatch or search mm. and destroy. Someone has the bomb, you load up, you buy, you get money. How do you do locomotion on that? It's you move with the analog. Okay, with the analog. Yeah, so that's straight through. Yeah, so like there's no teleporting. It's does it feel okay? Full motion. I'm great. I I can handle VR like a champ. I think people are adapting to that. Maybe they are. I've never eyes. tried it, but so then our kids will get our genes and they'll be able to. Well, we, at first, like birth. at first, like when you're when we talk, I remember because you said like you got you can feel like you can get motion sickness sometimes when you go. I can play for long bouts, but the first time I ever got it was when I was playing Batman Arkham VR, yeah, and I was hitting that like hour and a half mark two hours in VR without stopping and oh I went, and I went I gotta yeah. I gotta come back to the real world I'm starting to feel <laughs> sick like just a little bit mm-hmm. um, I can say a while but there's a limit I think so I got in this mode um, and I just have taken off with it it's just your basic like counter strike if you love counter strike and you have a VR headset this is the game I recommend um, you have uh, what's the once the game mode uh, traders uh, trouble in terrorist town I don't know if you guys ever heard of that one. That's yeah. a Gary Mods game. Okay. So it's a game of, in Gary's Mod where there's a traitor and everyone's civilians and you're trying to figure out who the traitor is. And you use guns to shoot everybody and kill everybody. Oh, nice. And what are you all pl- what are you playing all of these VR games on? I actually... So I had an Oculus Rift. Um, mm-hmm. I actually got rid of it and got the Rift S. I just got it. Okay. Um, and the Rift S is awesome because it has no sensors. It doesn't need sensors at all. Yeah. Wow. And are you tra- playing that on the Rift S? Yes. Oh wow! And I, I didn't know what games because I I feel like not all games are compatible with that the cordless one. Yeah, no, it's not cordless. The Rift S isn't cordless; it's sensorless. Oh, it yes. don't have the cameras. It's sensorless. There's, there's but it does have the cord. Yes. Okay. The cool thing about the Rift S compared to the Oculus, um, there's three things I think that really stand out above all. The Oculus, when they first made it, they were like, "We need to have people be able to see where they're at at all times." Mm. So they made a little crevice in your nose. To where you can look out of no matter what. Some people hated that because they want full immersion. Yeah. So then the, on the Rift S, they installed these cameras, um, and these cameras are made for tracking. There's one up here, two on the sides, one right here, one at the bottom. And I, guys, it's yeah, that's great. Spotless. Because people with the PSVR, I'm blind. Yeah. I turn like I put that thing on, and I have to like reach around where the dual shock is. So at, that's basically. what I thought. Yeah. So what they did was they got rid of that little nose piece. And I thought I was like, oh no, it's going to be one of those things. But with the camera, that's awesome. Well, yeah, so it's a guardian it. mode. You activate it and I can see everything outside yeah. of me. I see it all. Yeah. So I like So that when someone's trying to play a trick on you like deep pants you when you're doing I can VR, just click the button 3 times. You could go, "Stop." Yep. So happy the other day though, it was like button. Josh was walking in there and I heard footsteps. 
So I just clicked the button. I looked, and Josh was like staring at me, and I, he doesn't know I can see him. So I was just looking at him, acting like I was playing, and yeah. I just could see him the whole time. And I, I could tell, like in his head, he's like, "I should do something to him." But oh, he didn't that's do it. so funny. But um, that's awesome. Like that to me is like VR one hundred and one. Like that. That'd should... be really bad if he like starts stealing from you. Oh like, my god. Looking gosh. to like steal from your. Wall, I'm like Josh. Like, what are you watching? doing, bro? You need to like. I see stupid. you stealing. Yeah. Um. See, I mean, Pavlov VR to me is like. This is really awesome. This is really cool. But not only that, like, the level, again, VR is just constantly being pushed. <clears throat> like, now Valve Index is starting to say, like, oh, we're about to come out, which I will never pay $799 for. Is that what it's going to be? Yeah. But what if it has Half-Life 3 at launch? I could care less. I haven't played one or two. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, what would you do for Half-Life 3? Um, I wouldn't pay $800. I don't know. I wouldn't do it. It would depend how good it looks, honestly. <laughs> I don't know. I just... Um, and I guess I kind of wanted to ask your guys' opinion with this because we're starting to get to the point where I think, like, VR generations need to be defined, almost. And I don't know what you guys think. How much you guys looked into this? How much? I think the next-gen PSVR has got to get rid of those wires, for one. Better... Because the... As much I love the freaking PSVR, but it's kind of it kind of piggybacked on old technology using those move move controllers. I think those things got to go, mm. and we got to have new kind of like like kind of a Nintendo Labo thumb, VR thumbstick kind of things. Even like the Rift has or whatever. I think those are cool little yeah. changes. So I think those wires got to go for second gen, and those camera system setup thing has to. I don't know. But yeah. I know that will lead to, if you don't have the wires, that's going to limit the tech wire, like the resolution and stuff. You don't have a wire going into something better. Because you can I, only fit so much technology in that. So I get that. So I get the controller thing. All I care about is better resolution. That's the big thing holding it back for me. That was, so like, the I upgrade the Rift I really S, don't care about the wire The resolution so was upgraded, and like, it's so noticeable. Like oh, yeah. The, re- the res probably is number one. That, that other stuff is obnoxious yeah. in the wire, but that resolution, if that could go up, because I love the games. I've had... Such a freaking blast. Yeah. yeah. Over the winter, I was loving PSVR. I so. have learned that, you know, the better the technology, the better the experience you're going to have, obviously, in the VR. But when you, like, if someone told me today, like, hey, you could have a, the brand new Vive Pro or the Rift S, I'd sit there and say, like, I'd get the Rift S nine times out of ten. It's half the price of what the Vive is. Mm-hmm. And you get the controllers included. Yeah. And it's like, I don't need sensors. I don't need any of this. I'm like, yeah. yeah. It's a good headset. So it's just like, it's just funny. I don't know. I, I, what did you say? You were like, just better resolution? Resolution's number one. I, I think the controller thing would be maybe number two because I'd like to do more things with locomotion with the move controllers, yeah. but there's no thumbstick on them. Yeah. So I get that one as a second. But. didn't the PS3 have a move stick? They did, and it works with the PSVR. Never saw a game that works with it. <laughs> it's because it's I so actually rare. bought it before I got the PSVR. I bought one, and I never used it, so I sold it. But yeah, there's a move... Analog stick or something. But they don't. They don't. They never like advertised it for this, but it worked with it. They said, "Yeah, it works with it." But it's like, what yeah. game? That's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Um, I wish there was an analog on it. So no, it's fine. Um, as you said, as far as like making them generations, I would say. Everything that's been released up till now is Generation One. That's what I mean. And the Valve Index might be kind of the start of Generation Two. The controllers look so out of the world. Have you guys seen the controllers? I haven't seen it. I haven't actually looked into this at all. Like the controllers, they are there's one thing for each of your fingers. Oh, shit. That's great. And it tracks your finger motion. Oh, and wow. it's like 
So a guy was demonstrating how if he just bent his pinky like this, the the game was catching oh, that. That's Gen Two, maybe. I think <laughs> that I think that's generation started Generation Two because for Generation One they were kind of in bed with HTC and they they didn't make it, but they worked with HTC to put out the Vive. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I, yeah, I think that that is exciting. Um, Price tag noise is what gets. I, I've I've learned like after experiencing the Vive, experiencing the Oculus, and having the be- of the same experience as an eight hundred dollar machine. I just was like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm being ripped. I don't know. Yeah. That's really interesting. I, I'm happy with my PlayStation VR, and I'm a later adopter with this stuff. So yeah. we'll That's see. Fair. We'll see where it goes. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, always playing a sports game. If you guys don't know me, it's it just it's in my blood. You know, just right there, just sticking Have on it. Have you been in. playing this one? Um, MLB The Show. I've played what, the what show. What are you playing? Almost, what is I'm it? I'm playing MLB The Show. Uh, like the newest one? Yeah, PlayStation's bread and butter. Um, I've played 17, 18. I've played them almost every year. See, I've always, I always loved MVP Baseball 2005. I think we remember you talking about this. And that was the last baseball game I played. Yeah. Isn't that the one that's like, it's like Blitz the League? But no, it's, it's, no, it's got like, it was Maybe EA, EA baseball. made it. It had like Manny Ramirez on it, I think. It sounds like something EA made. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. They've always like, baseball games to me has just been like, it's baseball. How uh-huh. much fun can you have with baseball? I mean, because how much you like baseball, that's really? What, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, uh, I got it's it because not I was super bored. That's the worst packed. part. So I got it. I played. I played, played the career mode, and then like my my friends are playing it. The only part that takes me off is like back in MLB the Show 17, which I don't understand. Companies who pull back on stuff that's a really good idea. They had connected franchise where you could like start a dynasty with your friends and like build your baseball teams. They took it out in 18. They didn't put it back in in 19. Yeah. And it's like, that's a good mode. Why would you ever remove that? And it just makes me like, I don't understand. I don't know why companies do it either. Destiny 2, why did we only get three-player co-op Well, there, in you, Halo 3? You can do four-player on some like, raids and stuff. Not, yeah, I know. I've been through this. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? To like, be fair. Why do they cut out things that were in older Destiny games? Destiny was such a end of the 2018 thing for me. Like, Was it 2018 or 2017, it actually? 2017, we played that. Was it that long ago yeah, we were into just, that game? Dude, we were, hey, we were into that we, game. Destiny 2 launch, we played it a lot. We were, like... Every but, but what I'm saying is the features being rolled yeah. back, and it's like, man, you did like you make no sense. Why to me. are you taking stuff but away? Again, it's it's baseball. I mean, I'm having. Why are you doing it to ball? baseball? Yeah, you can do it to Halo. It's kind of sports games in general, yeah. man. Sony makes a phenomenal game, though. Like in terms of just, but like, you, that California but studio. One thing we're looking at you at, you keep taking away franchise. Yeah, mm. give it back. Give it back to us. Give it. Give it back. Hashtag um, give it back. And the only other game I've played, and this game I've never played before, I never played the franchise before, is Metal Gear Solid Five. I've uh, started officially, and holy crap, this is fun! It's just funny. It's just a funny <laughs> game. Yeah, I can do so many stupid things, and it's just like it's my kind of like slapstick humor. Like, I wonder if I can get away with this type yeah. of thing. What's like your play style? What's your approach? Um, blow it up. And if it can't blow it up, shoot it up. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, that's been... Which is really great because the series is known for sneaking. You can do anything. I know, that's the best part. Is I'm like, I wonder if I could throw C4 at it. Yeah, yeah let's try. Who, who knows, yeah. you know? I have, at first I tried the whole sneaking method, and then I was like, this is boring. <laughs> like, you know, I'm, like, I'm like shooting people, and I'm like, go to sleep. So then I fall asleep, and I walk up to them like, 
but they're not dead and they're going to wake up in a few minutes. So I pull my gun out and then I shoot them because I'm like, they need to be dead at some point. Like, they need to be dead at some point. That is true. But I have learned, I've gotten to the point when I can start customizing Mother Base and everything, mm-hmm. that I need to send troops back to Mother Base. So I don't. I now yeah, understand. Now you're not killing you're them. You're them out. You're them out. But instead, now I can use binoculars and find out the ones I do. I can kill. Yeah. So now it's like make me use my darts better. So, so you kill the low level guys. Yeah, kill the always kill the low level guys. I mean, those guys are peasants. Um, <laughs> but I think the part that I'm like, I want to start doing is I want to use the inflatable. Like I want to unlock the inflatable. Yeah. Yeah. And snakes and stuff like that. And I don't know. I'm waiting for the big boss battles. Like I have, remember, this is a giant boss battle. Is it really? There I, are boss battles, but you might be It's the most them. limited. When do I fight Ocelot? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> and then Metal Gear Solid 3. I know. I, I went back and I, I watched the cutscenes. I, I made a joke about this a long time ago, and you guys think I wasn't kidding, but I watched <laughs> the cutscenes of every Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, like You get called up. Yeah, I I know what happens. So I'm sitting here like, the story me, I'm skipping the cutscenes. I like, don't care. I'm like, I just want to blow In things five, up. Yeah. yeah. You're not missing a whole lot. The gameplay is the king in that game. Yeah. So, as much as I still mm-hmm. want to slap you for what you've done watching all the cuts and did not play the game. I'm not going to sit here and go back and play PlayStation 1 games. <laughs> not yeah. in today's Especially world. after you were unhappy with Uncharted 1's graphics. Yeah, yeah dude. So. There ain't no way in the world. The graphics are great on Metal Gear Solid 5. It's a really good looking game. I'm glad it passed the test. Yeah, yeah it was a, it's a really good... I think, um, I think the first thing... The only moment when I was like... Because I'm almost done. But the only moment when I was like, this game sucks, was I was being trained about a CQ... Dang it, CQE. What's it CQC. called? CQC. CQC. So I'm on there, I'm punching people, knocking them out. And I was sitting there, I was like, I don't like this guy. Uh, did I just knock him out? So I picked him up, and I'm like, I'm just going to throw him off Mother Base. Like, <laughs> see what happens. Threw him off, and I was like, why did I Why did I fail? Why is there a game over? <laughs> I should be. I should choose who I want to kill my own base. Like, that's that's the part that made me mad. I was like, I want to update for this. I should be able to kill people. You're trying to kill, like, Ocelot? Who did you try to kill? I just, some rando was hitting Okay. Yeah, I just didn't like him. I don't know. It just didn't rub me the wrong way. Game developers, he just well, didn't like him. I do like I can take a shower whenever I get back to the You should base. try yeah. Grand Theft Auto Five. I have played Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> well, with you playing Metal Gear Solid Five, I want to bring this up, and I know we don't have it necessarily on the list, but it's kind of more recent news, mm-hmm. um, and we're kind of transitioning to this part of the show anyways, our more gaming news. Yeah. Death Stranding yeah. is getting teased Big really, time. really it's heavy really hard, by really Kojima. Hard. So I do want to ask you when we get to it specifically about if you're interested in Death Stranding. But before we even get to your interest or not, okay. let's talk about our interest, <laughs> which is, uh, yeah, so probably when we're filming this, uh, by the time this is up, yeah. we may know more and maybe we'll do a little think, side video of us reacting or talking about it. I'm sure that we'll do that. But as of right now, Kojima really out of nowhere has started promoting Death Stranding, doing a lot of teases. They said May 29th, they're going to drop something. Yeah. So um, I was curious if you've seen this. Definitely know you've seen yeah. it. There's not, we haven't seen a whole lot yet, but we know teases. that we're, I think we're getting a date. I think we're getting a full trailer, probably some gameplay. I think we're getting some legit gameplay. I think we're getting the game. I think the date is going, they're going to pop up 2020. This I think it's 2019. 2020. Really? I think this is 2019 game. I'm thinking 2020. We're getting uh, the game in PlayStation Store. They've been developing this 29. game since 2015. And by the time you watch this, one of us is wrong, one of us is right. I think we're getting, ta- it's one of those days. I think we're getting either literally the very end of 2019. I think we're getting like December 2019. That may, or I think we're getting January 2020. But okay. these are the kinds of teases that don't strike me as a game that's over a year away. Yeah. Well, these are teases where they're ready to at least give some... No, yeah. These are teases where the game are hitting the store shelves. We've had cinematic trailers three years in a row. Yeah. I have a feeling this is going to be a late 2019 game. 
Could be. Um, so l- before we really pivot off of this, because this is the last time that we're going to, I mean, I say this and then we might be even more confused by the trailers, but <laughs> we're going to know a lot more about this game yeah. in a couple days than what we do now. And I think the interesting thing is in the tweet, he's been saying, uh, create, create the rope. rope. Create so the rope. this has We've been changed a, our group chat to uh, rope create. This has yeah. been a uh, kind of like an inside joke for us for a while because at the very front end, if you don't know a lot about Death Stranding, it's from Hideo Kojima, and uh, he's a guy that made all the Metal Gear Solid games. But Hideo Kojima gave an interview way at the beginning of development for this game, and, and some someone said, "Could you explain what Death Stranding is? What it means? What is this game about?" And he went on, Kojima went on, this is like 2015, he went on this long rant about ropes so many, sticks. well, what he, yeah, he said ropes and sticks, ropes and sticks. And what he said is, is that so many games, and all games is what he said, all games, but most games, I think is what he meant, revolve around sticks, which he says the first two tools that humans use were ropes and sticks. And sticks were used to drive things away, they were used to hurt things, they were used to break things. So he says a lot of games are about sticks. He said he wanted to make a game about ropes, which are used to tie things together, bring things together, yeah. um, and so he or said. That, things. Well, okay, yeah, hang yourself. <laughs> um, but so, so that was what he said. So, what I've always been interested in is Kojima is the guy who didn't invent stealth gameplay, but really brought it. You oh, know, yeah. made it its Metal own Gear. thing. Because uh, like Wolfenstein, there were some other stealth games before Metal Gear, but it, Metal Gear really was one of the first big stealth games. And that was a game about avoiding guys with sticks, basically. Yeah. So it makes sense for Kojima to be the guy that's like, I'm going full on, we're making a whole game about ropes. But when you really stop and think about it, and I even saw somebody tweet this the other day, someone said, if you were going to make an action game, but it could not involve guns or swords or punching, like, what would you do? And it was all these people tweeting, like, things, and we're like, I don't know, this is actually really hard, because it is the central thing you do in a lot of games. So Kojima's been saying, this game is all about ropes. And he actually is bringing that back up now, which I thought that would be something he'd probably never bring up again. Yeah, but now it's like the point. main tweet oh, is create drugs. the rope. Yeah. So then I go back and think about... I thought about, it was gone, too. I thought he was just like giving just the yeah. comparison about how the gameplay is. No, but no, it's like there. a central core thing. And so also when we think about what we see in the gameplay, we see a guy walking around carrying bags and carrying like luggage and he's got a robot carrying like luggage. People. Carrying people, people like parts of people and people at times. So... It's a game about ropes and bringing things together. So and I am so ready. So are you just all in? You I'm have all, any predictions? I'm, I'm you have any in. thoughts? I was in from the first trailer when they showed naked Norman Reedus with a baby. <laughs> like seriously, anything this guy does, he's a total auteur. He's my favorite game developer. Yeah, he could be coming out with like uh, I don't know a new baseball game, and I'd be like, on day one, I got to play that baseball game. Like, I I am going to go out on a limb and say all of his games have been very highly critically received. Yeah, I just have a feeling with this one. It's gonna be mixed. I just oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like even Metal Gear Solid Five was like ten out of ten. Like its Metacritic is up in the high nineties. I don't know why. I've got a feeling with this game, it's gonna be mixed reception because I think it, it's just gonna be really Metal out Gear there. Had mainstream appeal. Death Stranding has Norman Reedus. It has the, kind of the yeah. actors. It kind of has that pull in for, uh, for you there's know, a for lot people. of. But honestly, the stuff we've seen or whatever, I was just like, they have let. Kojima off the leash completely. Yeah. So at least when he was a Konami, 
they had at least a 30 foot leash. Yeah. This, they let, certainly let them go nuts. This is a man that is gone nuts. I, I just have a feeling this game is going to be. Is a, there's a lot of people who feel like Kojima smells his own farts so much, <laughs> and they've been sitting back, keeping quiet, keeping yeah. quiet, and they're going to. They're gonna put this man on a cross. I think <laughs> this is gonna be the I'm last. Re- I'm ready. This is gonna be the last Jedi of video games. It's gonna I'm be split. Where? Yeah. So where are you at on this? You're playing. You watched it, all the cutscenes. You played Metal Gear Solid Five. The problem is the game makes no sense to me at all. <laughs> That's the. So I'm sitting here like all I hear over here about because I never played. I'm playing one Metal Gear's game. Was like Kojima's the greatest ever. Kojima this. Kojima that. So then I'm like, okay, I guess I'll watch this trailer of this Kojima guy. And I sat down. I was like. I'm on acid. Like, that, I, that's all I could say. Like, yeah, it's very trippy. Like, I just don't get this. And so, like, as I watch the worst parts, as I watch more and more of these freaking trailers, the more and more confused I get. But confusion leads to curiosity, and curiosity leads to freaking me buying the game. Possibly, yeah. I just. I don't know. I, I, we're going to learn a lot. 29th, we're going to learn a lot. We're going to learn a lot because what I will say is, is even though we have a decent feel for some of the, who the characters are, not necessarily what they are, but what they look like and a little bit. I still think a woman. We still, we've seen gameplay in quotes. Like, we've seen walking. We haven't seen any of what the actual mechanics are. Yeah. so walking, guys. No. Yeah. I, I have seen comments like that. I think the game is just walking. <laughs> there, is one, there is one thing, which is, I don't know if it was Kojima or somebody at Sony, but somebody was interviewed a year ago about the game. Like, I've seen it. I've seen him playing it. And they said, they said something to keep in mind is that this is not, like, supposed to be some 50-hour game, is what they said. They said this is a shorter game. And shorter game could mean 10 hours, it could That's mean 20 okay, hours, yeah. but it's not going to be like an RPG, and I think it's going to be scaled back from some of what Metal Gear Solid Five was, so I'm trying to keep my expectations in check in terms of this could be a 15, 20-hour yeah. game. This might not be some That'd be big... interesting from Kojima, because they've always been long, a little bit longer. Ah, some of those early Metal Gears are... Like, honestly, it didn't get long until Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. That's true. Like, 4 was like 20 ones. hours with 10 hours of cutscenes, and 3 yeah. was like 15 <laughs> hours. And... God, they love But is, I don't, is this open world? I can't... I don't... Remember if they said that or not? I, I think so because they used the Decima engine, and that was a big part of why he wanted okay. it is because it looks good and it's open yeah. world. I well, but I don't has know. Seen it has gave us a very funny Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven reaction, which is this is a masterpiece. Uh-huh. This has blown me away. Everything we've seen. Ooh. So, so that same with that game is uh, you. Yeah, Cyberpunk. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm so sorry. Like this is gonna be literally the most popular thing. Mother frickers, dude. I played Pavlov VR, like the VR game. Yeah. There was a cyberpunk map. Oh, really? That was on there. That was downloaded. Oh, nice. I was like, this sounds like fun. Was cyberpunk ever a game before? Cyberpunk, just in general, like the idea of it is a setting. Okay. So, it's like Steam, you ever heard of steampunk, cyberpunk? Yes. Cyberpunk basically just means futuristic, like neon. I get that. So, now there was a board game, like a D&D style game. It wasn't really a board game. It was like a tabletop RPG yeah. Called Cyberpunk Punk 20, 2019 or 20, yeah, 20, 2020. Yeah. Cyberpunk 2020. And so that game was really popular, I'm going to guess, like in the 80s or 90s. Mm. And then they're making that into a video game. But Cyberpunk in general is just like a setting. Like a lot of things could be described Dude, as Cyberpunk. I played this game. I played so the, now I, you're ready for Cyberpunk. No, it was the most annoying thing ever. Okay, never mind. Like no. it was just flashing yeah, lights like everywhere. And it was just like really hardcore. Like you just should judge that on this new game. And I was just like. 
is this like supposed to be a tease for that new game that they were talking about? Because I was like, uh, I'm not happy with this. I at doubt all. it. I know I it. it. It's That's just, funny though. You said it, and I was just like, I instantly thought I was like, that was like a terrible 30 minute experience for me. <laughs> so yeah, new Death Stranding. We'll know very soon. I'm, I'm, I'm just drooling out of my mouth, salivating. Is that a, like a? Do we know when on the 29th? That they're revealing these things. Japanese time, so we'll be in bed. I actually really, really huh. think we're going to see the game. Just hit the shelves. Uh, another thing, speaking of Sony stuff, uh, State of Play. And the last State of Play was they showed, I think they announced the stuff about me and Abel or whatever. Um, they showed a little bit more of that. But this State of Play was a little bit more involved. We mm. saw a new freaking Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Mm. Gameplay, the remake gameplay. That thing is slowly. I feel like we did. It went underground forever, and we didn't hear anything. Because Final Fantasy 15 and Kingdom Hearts 3, I think, took up some of the teams marketing and, that, and the advertising marketing yeah. stuff that or whatever. Now it is full steam ahead on yeah. Final Fantasy 7. It's in better shape than I thought it was going to be. And the gameplay, if you like Final Fantasy 15 gameplay, you're in good hands. If you don't like that, you're having a bad time. Yeah, while watching this gameplay. I'm totally in. Everything looks freaking gorgeous. It looks yeah, great. Looks very uh, good. They've tweaked the model of Cloud. He looks yeah. way better than he did in this first. I I was fine with what he looked originally, but they even said, "Hey, he's going to change. Like mm-hmm. his face is going to change or whatever." So they've tweaked the faces. The, the combat looks good. The the characters yeah. look like I remember. It's, it's going to be so exciting to see this kind of realized in HD. Some of these yeah. very crappy graphics that we used to get on these kind of static backgrounds the, to see in big like. Did they tease no Sephiroth being there in the early part of the game? Because they kind of showed a guy with long hair. Um, I I'm sh- that might be more of a teaser thing. Okay. Thing, but. Because I saw a lot of people talking about that. They're like, oh, like he's going to show up Honestly, earlier. Honestly, the way some of the, like, Sephiroth would show up, he'd show up in like little like dream things or sequences or whatever. Well, so I know I that, that, but like, this is the battle against the giant like mechanical yeah. spider thing at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And he sh- he was there, and he says something to Cloud. Was he at that thing? He yeah. At that thing? And okay. that's what people were saying was, oh, I guess they're doing a little bit different. Which yeah. I was just going to say, Evangelion rebuilds. They start off like the same, right? So Evangelion, Neon Genesis Evangelion is a great anime. And then they did these rebuild movies, which were like a retelling. And like the first rebuild movie is just like the first part of the show. The second rebuild movie is kind of like a mix of what you know and then some different stuff. And the third one's totally different. I want them to do the same thing with this. Start off the same and then start to go crazy. Because there is no need to retell Final Fantasy VII Exactly the way that it was. Yeah, so, so we'll see. I'm hoping it gets a little bit different. So I think that is going to be a. Are you for that, or are you want it to be the same? Oh, I'm open to whatever. I I think that you should keep the same thread. You should keep those same thing. I mean, even that Evangelion semi keeps uh, keeps that yeah. kind of same kind of at least anchor to it. So don't go too crazy, but from that, but everything else you go nuts with. Like, yeah, just keep uh, you know. I want to see the same area. I want to see these areas, re- you know, reimagined. The thing that makes and, and some of the some of the like things that you could do, like there's a pl- uh, place called um, the Golden Saucer and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It had like mini games, Final Fantasy Seven. I want to see that really crazy and like, keep some of this stuff. The I don't know. thing that makes me nervous about this remake is they said early on it was going to be episodic. Which made me think, well, we're going to get one, and then we're not going to see one for a long time, because this looks expensive as heck to make. Like, normally episodic games are like, I don't know, Telltale, where it's like, I don't know, like, they can whip it together. I don't know. (laughs) Like, it's not. But all we have seen is the first hour of the game. Yeah. We haven't seen anything in 
Maybe four that, years. Maybe that's what we're paying sixty dollars for. Are we pay, my level. fear is we're paying sixty dollars for the first hour, and then we don't see it again for years. And it's like but if it's going to be episodic, is coming on June, is June. I think that game that might sneak in on twenty nineteen. I don't know. That, you think so? I, I don't know. It's funny how on Death Stranding I think twenty twenty, but this game is take thirty years. It is episodic, so is theoretically that, they could get the first I, part out. There, it the way I don't know. And my bones and my bones, I feel like it could be very late 2019, but if it's 2020, I'll eat my When they announced this game, this podcast didn't even exist. So, like, they've had time, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, get it, get it going I don't think here. we're seeing it. All right, so let's talk Microsoft and Sony. Can we just recognize this is the best time of year? Oh, yeah, going up in day three. We'll talk about I, we that did, in I didn't second. even say it at the front, but this is just the most fun. We'll talk about that. We have it's more to talk about that in a second. But, uh, Mike, <laughs> you know what? Let's talk about Microsoft and Sony in bed together. Yeah. They have yeah. announced a cloud gaming partnership, and we don't know too much. They kind of mentioned it, and I don't think there was like too many details. Yeah. This blew, my, this blew my mind. I went out of town for a wedding, I leave town. As far as I know, everything's normal. You've got Sony, you've got Microsoft, Sony, Sony, you've got Microsoft. They're kind of friendly with Nintendo. No crossplay. I'm up in Boston for a wedding. I fly back. I check stage. my phone when I land, and like two days prior, I just read, "Oh yeah, and Sony Microsoft agreed to a cloud gaming agreement where Sony's going to run its streaming service off of Microsoft's tech." And I was like, "What?" And then I looked at our group chat, and no one had even talked about it. I wrote, I was like, "Am I crazy? Like, when did this happen?" And everybody's just like, "Yeah, this happened." I kind like, of saw blew it, but my I, didn't, I didn't get enough information. It is pretty crazy the more you think about it, or whatever. But I guess just wait and see how things get. Yeah. Out. Well, then it out. came out later that yes, Sony and Microsoft agreed. But I think we forget because not necessarily us specifically, just in general, people who play games, we forget that Sony and Microsoft are not. PlayStation and Xbox, right? Like Xbox division is one very small piece of Microsoft Mm -hmm. and PlayStation's division is one very small part. Sony makes TVs, they make movies. And so what I ended up reading was that Sony, like corporate Sony, highest level of Sony made this agreement with corporate highest level of Microsoft and Phil Spencer and like uh, the guys at PlayStation didn't even know about it. Oh wow! S- did you see that? I read I this report, and apparently the PlayStation people, like who are the, some of those guys, like Mark Cerny and all those yeah. guys, they were caught completely oh, off wow. guard. They didn't know that this was happening, wow. and so that was what I read more recently, that. and that was verified. So that is even make takes it up another notch of like you've got PlayStation who's been really holding up their walls. They don't want to join forces with anybody. They don't want to do crossplay while their bosses are making agreements seemed, with Microsoft. I was seeing people saying this was kind of a play at Google Stadia. Oh they, yeah, they, it they, is they for were sure. Like, hey, we're gonna this we're is gonna protect ourselves. That's exactly what this is. So this the is frenemies. We're gonna see how that goes. Well, and then it announced Nintendo also made a deal with Microsoft. Yeah, for the same thing. So I think what a lot of people think is what it what this really means is not necessarily that PlayStation will be on the xCloud Xbox gaming service, but that PlayStation will have their own service and it will run off of Microsoft's tech. Mm-hmm. Xbox will have its own service and it will run off of Microsoft's tech and Nintendo will have its own service and it will also run off of Microsoft's tech and those three services are separate. You yeah. pay them separately. They've got their own libraries, yeah. but all it's all running discount. on the 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 ecosystem, the skeleton of Microsoft's yeah. 
Which, I mean, they're all making these games on computers. So, I mean, at the end of the day, Microsoft's also giving them all the operating system to be able to make yeah. most of these games and stuff. So but. the gamer war, the console wars have changed. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's too, it's too blurry now. Yeah. We're, in the, we're in the Black Ops I, I think the only thing I can do is I'm going to go into my local GameStop and just start throwing pills. Microsoft, as a company, finally found a way to leverage their advantage over them. And so now it's their best interest for Sony to make a lot of money. All I can do is go into GameStop and piss on the Xbox a little bit. <laughs> I just can't wait to play my X-Station Switch. All I can do is go into GameStop and strangle a GameStop employee. Why does it always come back to GameStop? Because the console war just makes me mad. Yeah, the biggest loser in all this is definitely GameStop. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're done, though. I'm not going to piss them No, like, Can we sign a deal enough. with Microsoft? Hey, speaking of GameStop, oh, this is a... Uh, I wish you would have found this. This would have been a good... Uh, GameStop woes yeah. for you, but maybe this is a whole world uh, woes. GameStop announced their new pro membership features. They the price went up from fourteen ninety nine to nineteen ninety nine, and they took away the ten percent discounts on used games. And now they give five dollars uh, certificates monthly. I heard about this. It is such an ungodly bad deal. It's like, wow, <laughs> we are on life support. GameStop is on life support. Yeah, you're paying twenty dollars. It's kind of like a Kickstarter for GameStop. Is all you're doing. In order to make that worth it, I don't think there is. I think people even trying to like do some math. Like, wait, what, so, what so you, you don't get the discount anymore? You lose the ten percent discount. They on give you games. five dollars, which if you had a membership and $5 you had the discount, you would have had anyways. And you're paying them five more dollars. Yes. <laughs> it was such a, I was. Everyone. Wait, was wait you're going to pay them the five dollars that they're just going to give you. So they just took away the discount. That's yeah. all that happened. Yeah. Because you're going to pay them five more, but they're going to give you five. All that happened basically with this update to their. They took away the. They took away the. Is that they took away everything that was good and they now you're paying them money more you're paying them more money but do you understand what I'm saying of if, if you're paying them five dollars more yeah but they're giving you five dollars yeah those two things offset each other yeah and the only other change is they took away your discount yeah so all they did was take away your discount yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, and um, if you don't buy anything that month you lost five dollars yeah uh, GameStop Good luck on that. Uh, but last thing on game, or let's talk real quick E3, kind of a... Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll probably put this at the end too, but just real quick. But E3, we will be doing our live uh, yeah. reaction stuff. Uh, Jacob, again, has to go on. Mission. I have another mission, actually. He has another mission, all those so he days. won't be here. But we will have... Me and Travis will be there, and maybe some special guests. Maybe some other people. On certain days, there. yeah. Or Barack we'll be, Obama's coming. Yeah, he, crossing my fingers but uh other people will be jumping in with us so please join us live the only one that will not be live is nintendo we're gonna watch that later because people we have jobs people have jobs so we're gonna watch that uh later and we'll have that pre-recorded uploaded at a later date so Mm. look forward to that everything but nintendo look forward to nintendo but we won't watch it live with you but that'll be uh tune in that'll be fun and I'm really looking forward to E3. This would be fun time. And uh, E3 is my favorite time of year. It's fun, all this gaming news stuff, so look forward to that. And then how about our own crap? Let's dish our own crap. We've dished, we've, we've gave Sony too much advertising. Oh, we're talking about our, my personal pro- Okay, so look, I have a very bad problem with like just being overly attached to people. So like when we're, the idea of like developing friendships and developing... Like, oh, so, 
I don't think we're talking about our personal crap. Oh, uh, yeah. But you should talk to somebody about that. We can, we can take that out and post, right? Backlog bros. Not <laughs> <laughs> I can only do two edits for a podcast. Yeah. So. Frick. We'll leave that part in, but if you if you got a guy, if you know somebody that he could talk to. Backlog bros. You guys put on a new backlog bros. We put out we a new backlog bros episode. Yeah. Uh, this one was really fun. I played Vanquish. Papers, And you please. played Papers, Please. So we had a nice indie game, and then I had a fun shooter. Um at a high level, go watch the episode. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, they were both really interesting games. I think, you know... We had a lot to talk about. We had a lot to talk about. It was honestly dissect. like, for one being a really like indie game and one being an older game, I really thought this was going to be one of our like least like like fulfilling episodes but honestly there was a lot to, to dig into but, yeah, really your game is really game. deep and then mine has a lot of layers to it because it's older and it was a game Vanquish was a game that people really just killed themselves they wanted it ported to PC so bad and that's what got my attention was well all these people really want it ported so I'm going to check it out and uh if you're interested in that show, if you haven't watched Backlog Bros and you're watching this right now, man, like definitely check the show out. We do it monthly. We always play old games, so uh, give that a give that a hit if you're interested in it. Cool. And Dweeb's episode three yep. came out, and you weren't here for Dweeb's episode two. So I wasn't. You, so if you had anything to say about that kind of stuff, uh, you know, it, you were the star of episode yeah. two. Yeah, man, two. it was. Um, the filming process was hilarious. I think in itself because yeah. when you came by and you're like, "Hey, here's the scenes you're gonna do," and like you, you kind of you laid it out, you laid the foundation. I the only scene I dreaded was, and I was a, I was obviously a lot bigger than what I was now, but it was like I need you to run down the stairs and run back up them. <laughs> there and, was about 16 takes of that. And mother frick, man, <laughs> I'm a 400 pound man running up and down some stairs. I'm I look at him, he's like, "Can we just take a minute?" Like yeah, I was home at that time, and I just hear. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> like I well, hear you going up and down like, the stairs. We gotta do this now because we don't. Have, we have daylight. I need the. I need the light in the stairwell. Yeah, I need the light in the stairwell. And I'm sitting there. I didn't like that one. <laughs> ah, like eternally, I'm just screaming yeah. in my head. Like this is miserable. Yeah, I felt bad, but uh, I really wanted badly. Uh, the the what inspired that scene was Ace Ventura. Yes, with the freaking <laughs> the slinky. He's in the movie with the slinky down those. And it goes down all the way down the last it's step. Up. I just wanted up. the funniness of something going down the stair that just always cracked me up as a kid. So I, I love that, the. But it worked out. It, it turned out funny. So. How are we going pretty like deep into like the whole like? Well, I'll let up. you because you didn't have a chance. And yeah, this was your episode. So. so the idea like when you guys first presented like this idea and we talked about it mm. and it was like, well, you're going to be a British YouTuber. I sat yeah, there. I sat there like yeah. maybe two weeks before. Yeah, and I was. We all like, just were like, "Yeah, Jacob will be a British YouTuber. Like that's what'll happen." And I was like, "Cherryo," and I'm like, <laughs> "I was like, yeah, you got to hear." It. Yeah, I was sitting that's there. I was like, and then at some point, it became Australian. So I couldn't do it. I think you gave Zach a hint. Well, we were talking about it, and we just were like, yeah. And then we were probably a week out from really starting up filming because you were getting ready to film a bunch of stuff, yeah. and I yeah. was some of that. I wasn't at all of it, and I just mentioned to you. I was like. I'll just tell you, I actually don't know if Jacob can do a British accent. I know we wrote, I know you wrote the character that way, and when we came yeah. up with the idea of like a British YouTuber for a character, we thought that was funny. But I was like, I don't know if he actually can do that. So and we then got the name. you, That's all yeah, we got. yeah, we the accent, yeah. I'm sure, but, but it's funny because like he's actually Zach did show up. He's like, 
can you do the British accent? We like, tried for a second. I was like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> and out, it's but... like, yeah, let's just skip out on that. But, but um, uh, So some fun stuff was filming you with the, uh, doing the YouTube video of, of crapping on Champ. Oh, yeah. It was so fun. There's so much extra stuff, and maybe that, that'll show up someday. Or whatever, I mean. But there's so much extra footage of, like, crapping on the Random camera. things I was, I mean, yeah. literally, dude, like. I don't know what it is, but like the brain can just shoot yeah, pure bull crap out. I left one in there about the refrigerator. I love that, by the way. It looks like it was you like, jumped from magnets to being magnets on the refrigerator. Like refrigerators, who needs them? <laughs> because the magnet, like the magnet supply, yeah. that was the only reason the fridge was there for the magnets. That cracked like, me up. We don't need fridges. Like we don't. Yeah. We don't. Yeah, why why do we sense. need fridges? So. I think. I think the editing for me, because like when, when we shot it, I sat down. I was like. Yeah, it was, it was like somewhat funny, but when I finally saw the final product, I was like, "Man, like I feel like I'm watching a real YouTuber." Like yeah. it feel, it finally really feel like this is what YouTube is like nowadays. Like yeah. this is the over the top. This is the people are gonna watch it because this dude's an absolute moron, but because he's an absolute moron, it makes it funny type yeah. of YouTuber. Um, but the discussions also like the way we flow into the discussions. And I thought those were like were some of my favorite discussions. I love talking about the open world. Mm-hmm. I love the talking about those ideas, and I love the ending of the the whole like episode mm-hmm. because when you get to the ending, you saw Oliver in his purest form of what well, everyone is, just like in games. Well, you have to recognize like people change over time, yeah. and mm-hmm. people recognize Oliver probably enjoyed video games, yeah. but then he probably recognized. I think you know that acting. I I just told you like. You're loving games like that's all you do. You love games and you appreciate them. And just show the Whereas in the beginning, it's like crap on this guy so badly. Like, Literally pull your pants car. down and just take a I'll, dump on it. If he was on the middle street, I'd hit him with a car. Like that kind of experience. I, oh my, my coworkers <laughs> love that. They're, cause like they watched the preview that came out on Facebook and they yeah. saw the 16 seconds and they were like, why did Jacob say he hit somebody with a car? Yeah. And so they all went and watched it and they were like, oh, this is hysterical. Yeah. yeah. Which is awesome for me because I'm like, oh, hey, you know. I now I look like a moron, but yeah. it's cool because I just I had so much fun doing. Yeah, I also enough, so. I love that arc of that character too because that also we talked about that a lot on this channel because I think our first year doing a podcast and stuff we were finding our footing because we would cover news stories of stuff we didn't really Happened like, but it was just a big news like yeah, we would yeah. talk about games that none of us played that were a big deal and yeah. big controversy. But then we kind of got to a point where it was like, why are we even talking about some of this stuff? Like none of us played it, none of us yeah. like it. Let's just talk about what we do yeah. like. Let's just be yeah. excited about that. Mm. And so, I tell you what, yeah. definitely. I mean, I still think the culture of YouTube is fairly driven towards that, yeah. and I completely agree. And I think people are constantly trying to change who they are just to match who, how many views they can get, yeah. and match how many subscribers they can get. It's very, it's very, yeah, it's very just a negative place at time. That's the stuff that is at least suggested to me in the bar. Yeah, yeah. It's like top ten reasons this game sucks. And that's why the thumbnails yep. end of your little segments there. Like top fifteen reasons Breath of the Wild sucks, but. Just trying to make the the uh, YouTube uh, you know a spec nicer is mm-hmm. just what we're trying to do. But in uh, all that, thank you for like the feedback. I've had some like people text me and stuff and mm-hmm. say, "Hey, this format is fun and awesome. having a good time stuff." So uh, I, I think if I think... you like that stuff, yeah, like and share that. And yeah. like I I love putting out this content because this is I put out the content I would love to see. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, that's mm-hmm. what I, I'm very selfish in this. Is like this is what I would love to see. I would like to consume, yeah. so, you know, media and stuff. So. If I could say one last piece, and I think this is the fun thing, is I, I'm absolutely in love with the music that's behind oh, yeah. it. I mean, like, seriously. Oh, yeah, yeah the covers, absolutely yeah. Absolutely just in love with it. Like, I, I will go back and, like, that's watch cool. the videos. And honestly, like, I love the content that's there. Like, the discussions are great. Everything was great. 
But now I'm watching it like the seventh time. I'm like, I just want to hear the songs. Yeah. Like, that's all that's I so hear. cool, man. I appreciate that. Honestly, when we when we first started talking about doing this show, I had worked with you on what songs might be good. Mm-hmm. I'd work with you on like we could use these musicians. But uh, about the last thing on my mind was that I would be producing the songs. Like yeah. it was always like, well, we'll get somebody. Like we talked to yeah, one guy yeah, who's a mutual friend of all of ours about maybe him doing it. But you know that was maybe going to cost some money. And I was thinking about just different options. And then finally, I w- we were having a conversation, and I was like, I mean, I could try. And they were, you were like, okay, yeah, you'll do it. And I was like, <laughs> immediately, I was like oh well, my we god! Video. Like, if you check out our, uh, <laughs> this is where you got messed up and pulled into it. Was we did a video. You can see it on our side channel if you go to Dweebo, like the yeah. main channel page. Go to Novel Productions. We did a video for our buddy Zach. You've seen yeah. him in some hangouts and other else, but. Uh, we did a birthday video for him, and we produced a song within two weeks. Yeah, literally, he, the guy, Zach, he was in a metal band in high school, and so mm-hmm. the idea for his birthday was, let's yeah. let's make a music video, and you'll play him, yeah. and we'll write a song. Well, so you we came up song. with some lyrics. We grabbed our buddy Alex and was like, hey, record a riff. He just made a riff. I took that riff, added some drums to it, and then we brought you in and whittled down those lyrics to like the bare essentials of what was going to be good, and then had you yeah. growl them out, and so we made a song like... The most weird way you can make a song, but it worked yeah. and it was fun. And if we did that two weeks, I said, I think you can handle <laughs> yeah. a freaking video so, game song. Like, so yeah, it was one of those things of I uh, I, I ended up volunteering yeah. to do it, and I'm so glad I did because I learned so much. Like and yeah. and you guys have already seen the song in the first episode with Ocarina of Time, and yep. then the song in the second episode being um, like Forest Stage from Tetris Attack, and then Crash Bandicoot in the newest episode. Those are totally different types of songs with different instruments. You have to mix them differently. You have to have different layers. And uh, I've learned a ton doing that. It's a daunting so, task. Yeah, it is. But, man, it's been an absolute blast. Yeah. And there's really good stuff coming up in the next couple episodes. I think some of the best is yet to come with some yeah. of that stuff. I know so. I've said this before, and I know it would be the biggest challenge. I wish there was a way we could put out like a soundtrack. Yeah, I th- I think that's certainly in the cards. If you're interested think, in that, hey, comment. Any, if there's, Anything is possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... On the subject of music, I don't think I mentioned this yet. I feel bad for it. Now three episodes in, I will on the podcast. Uh, big shout out to Windows ninety six, uh, Silver Richards, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Voyage is another artist, and then uh, RGB Disket or something. I think is the other one. And then there's some other people I might be. Those all sound like vaporwave bands. Uh, but all this vaporwave music. Uh, if you've heard any of the music in the, if you watch the show. I like reached the- I reached out to all these guys because this music I used to listen to at my my last job I worked at while I was in front of the computer working or whatever I would have these guys like this music I loved this music so much yeah I'd be listening to these you know these guys put out this great great music mm. vaporwave music just in the background yeah and then when it came down to the show it was like man in the background of the discussions you know for the bumpers that we're doing little skits and stuff. It'd be awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask and see if I can get a hold of somebody. And I did, and everybody's been so just supportive. Yeah. Like one person was like, "Send me a link. I'll check it out." Yeah. When you when you put it out there and stuff. So it's been so awesome, just the response and stuff. Yeah. So big thank you to those guys um, that have that have let us use the music because I think the music has been really cool and just yeah. tying each segment together and stuff. So big thank you to that. But episode three came out. Check it out. Conflict. So that was Zach. You know, th- th- this is Zach's episode, the whole podcast. Mm-hmm. We just talked about him a lot. He gets mm-hmm. his own birthday video, whatever. But uh, Zach plays Conflict uh, in this episode, an esports player. So 
And now that we're three episodes in, um, you can kind of see what we were kind of going for with these characters. There's different like avenues of gaming. So yeah. you have the gamer, you have Cody, you have Oliver. He's the angry YouTuber guy. And that was kind of the ideal of the show. Now that we're episodes in, we just wanted people to kind of see that for themselves. Yeah. But that was kind of the you know the bedrock of the show was let's have a story, let's have these characters, but let's have them all you know, interacting in different ways. And if you've seen so far, they're all interacting with this champ game. They're all talking about games in general and stuff. So, like, we wanted, like, that to tie in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I've been very happy with it so far. And yeah. Stuff, and, and now you get to see uh, character conflict. Uh, very He's an esports guy. Esports guy. We knew we had to have esports in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of too. That kind of, um, you know, character in the gaming community. But... Uh, this character of conflict came about from a LAN party about two or three years ago. I was with uh, some coworkers from my last job, and we had a LAN party. And we're sitting there, and I'm just starting to trash everybody. Like, you can't face me. And I was like, you know what I am? Uh. I was like, what? <laughs> and I was trying to think of Fatality. Do you know who Fatality is? He yeah. Was, he was like one of the first he was one famous of the big, esports you, yeah. players. Okay. And it was Fatality, and it was using like that lead speak. They used like seven yeah. instead of T. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Name. And he was a famous esports Cringy player. So I'm, so I'm playing my coworkers just trash talking, getting killed while they're doing it. I'm just like, yeah. oh, yeah, you're not that good. I was like, you know what I am? I'm, I'm freaking conflict. You know who that is, guys? And, like, and I was like, Wait a second. What's the name of the guy that was a famous esports player? And they're like Fatality, and we died laughing. <laughs> that's what that's based on. Yeah. Is, is trying to figure out Fatality's name. It was Conflict. <laughs> so I created this persona of Conflict. We're in those land parties. Like you know what they call me Conflict? I don't get along with nobody. And I, <laughs> I would just go Conflict. Like we just. So I just gave that to Zach and just let him go wild. And yeah, he really owned it too. Yeah, right? he does. Uh, Zach's one of my favorite to see act for our videos and stuff. He's just uh, goes extreme. So. Um, yeah, this, uh, this episode I think was honestly the hardest, uh, and might be the hardest. I don't know. It was a lot on the music side for sure. With, yeah, we had two songs two in song- it. Yeah, there's two songs. Yeah, uh, Dire Dire Docs and then Crash, which Crash is like three songs in one. Mm-hmm. That little mm-hmm. thing you might not realize is Crash was just going to be the main Crash theme song. Yeah. That was all I really told you I was going to yeah. do. But then when we got in the studio and started recording it, I was like, I really like the Crash 2 theme. So I kind of played it in the studio and I was like, Greg, you've seen him playing bass. And he was like, Greg, can you learn this bass line real quick? I want you to lay down the bass line for Crash 2. Yeah. God bless him. He learned it in the studio and did it. And then I was like, let's listen to the Crash 3 theme song. Yeah. We listen to it. And I was like, can you learn this bass line? And so he did. <laughs> and so like our recording session changed from like a three hour session to a nine hour yeah. session because I just wanted to get all three of those songs and weave in between them. So. Yeah. And then on the video side, it was a lot. Yeah, uh, you all are nuts. Yeah, it was. Um, it was honestly some of the craziest stuff between like just filming that music video stuff. Uh, yeah, one of the hardest episodes, just filming wise, but like editing wise, because of I'll just talk about the editing wise first. Maybe some video stuff later, like filming it. But like editing wise, the the I mean, send the thumbnails, whatever. Uh, like, how do you talk? Because we wanted. In the esports community, it's a very toxic at yeah. times community. There's people just, you know, being bigoted or just yeah. saying racist things or just getting in trouble and whatever. Yeah. So like we knew we wanted that in there and like to you know, to tackle that stuff. Like, yeah. Because the, the community is like fricked up at times. Mm-hmm. It's like almost all together like kind of fricked up, whatever. In that, how do you 
how do you wrestle with that? How do you wrestle with, you know, we knew we wanted to talk about two, like in bumpers or like the show is about gaming culture. How do you talk about Gamergate? How do you talk about like these, like, you know, Anita Sarkeesian, Zoe Quinn, how do you talk about these people that are controversial figures yeah. or whatever? And my battle is that the community, since 2014, when that stuff kind of erupted, it's kind of ripped apart the gaming community. Yeah, it's very, it's, dichot- it's two different it's distinct so groups. so extreme split between the two yeah. and all You've got, that. like, your incel, like, very, like, Gamergate, yeah. pro-Gamergate yeah. dudes over here, and then you've got your very, you know, progressive, yeah. like, hyper, hyper yeah. like extreme diversity yeah. not that we're against diversity but just like very over here and it is like split it, it's, split it's split never, it, it's with us and like we don't talk about that stuff yeah at all, really we don't because yeah. one like it just causes hell yeah yeah but two the the reason we don't is the, or why my whole vision for this episode because i knew i was going to tackle gamergate or whatever is how do you make fun of and mega 64 talked about this too and that's i went that is how i feel about subjects that I make videos about or whatever is make fun of extremists. Yeah. Always make fun of extremists. Always, because that is the people that need to be called out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People that think whatever about whatever, it's like, we can, I can I'm listen dead, to whatever. Yeah, I can all to whatever sorts said, of opinions, yeah. there are some funny freaking people that need to be made fun of, and that is who I uh, kind of lampooned. And that's uh, <laughs> yeah, that's really who did. I was going for was... Yeah. Let's make fun of uh, the skit. The skit about um, uh, I forgot his name. The gaming monk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever. That was fueled from when this all came out. There was so much screenshots and like Anita Sarkeesian did this and Zoe Quinn. If we look at this screenshot, what up? And at the point, I'm looking at this because I wanted to know what Gamergate was, and yeah. I was like kind of confused and like, what happened here with this woman? And I don't have to explain Gamergate to you, but uh, look at all this and looking at it, and then finally it hit me and went. This is a waste of time. Yeah, what are you <laughs> and doing? You know what? You don't know what you're talking. It turns yeah. into conspiracy level stuff and and death threats against people. And it's like, man, this this are you having fun yeah. playing a video game, you morons? <laughs> yeah. Like, like that's who the extreme I make fun of on that side. You can have like whatever criticism, or whatever. But I'm making fun of extremists that go into this like psycho. Oh my gosh, this is this and extreme, yeah, extreme. deep obsession, like yeah. creepy. And yeah. on the other end of that, I the the episode kind of leaves you. We also showed Jack Thompson, which is more kind of like there's there might be some viewers that are too young, yeah, don't know that. But he Jack was Thompson, the crazy guy on the news channels. Jack Thompson yeah. was kind of our gaming controversial time. I love was, the opening of the episode. I predicted Columbine, yeah. and it happened a week later. Oh my <laughs> god! Like yeah, when I was reading game magazines and and watching yeah. videos on the internet, you know, back in the 2000s, this guy was everywhere trying to like make it, you know. Trying to get violent games, yep. you know, like outlawed, trying to change the laws. He's the reason why you can't walk into GameStop if you're under 18 and get a, a rated M game. Yeah. He was kind of in that, you know, part of that. And I wanted to show, you know, just like the controversies in gaming. Was mm-hmm. this gamer cake kind of thing that's going on currently and this kind of violent kind of guy and what he thought about games and like tried to show those two avenues that are going on. Like, what should games be? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, are games changing for the better? Are people trying to change games? You know, this person trying to change games. You have Anita Sarkeesian that thinks things could be different. And I just want to show those viewpoints, and I just want to show chaos. 
Because that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, when you get online and the fighting and just the yeah. extreme, just death threats, all the stuff that's going on now is much different than when I was growing up. Yeah, and it wasn't that way at all. And, there, and there's just so much tension. And I wanted to show chaos in yeah. that. And I wanted to show that you there are funny, there are stuff you can make fun of on both sides. And uh, I had a lot of fun. When we were kind of with the music thing, I said... Okay, there's going to be fight. I knew there was going to be a fight. Yeah, there, this had to end up in a fight with conflict. Yeah, there was too much stuff bubbling at the surface. He kind of represented this kind of like, oh, are you a SJW? Yeah, or is this Justice War. He even says that at the end or whatever, and kind of that conflict of like, man, that was kind of crappy what you said, and we don't have to say the you know. Well, I never say you know yeah. said the word or whatever. It just you know controversy. Yeah, was kind of part of that, and like being an a hole and. Uh, just not being kind and it's like that had to end in a fight so in going and saying that or whatever and fighting it's like this has to end and what do we do okay we talk about platformers okay we got dire dire dogs you know that what's a what's a crazy like kind of fight thing that was like crash bandicoot and i kept i told him let's do crash bandicoot and i was and then it made me laugh more and more yeah. i was like they're gonna fight through the Crash Bandicoot yeah. thing, but in editing, in my mind, and when we're putting it out, I said, "No, that's perfect. Yeah. It has to be that." And in editing, I was having a great time because that them going into Crash Bandicoot, Crash Bandicoot sounds like a zany, goofy yeah. thing, and it worked out great. It makes it a big farce. Yeah. It, Crash that as funny and as goofy it is, and it really is much not of a symbol as it is at all. Just as it seems goofy that yeah. everybody's playing Crash Bandicoot on a couch. It symbolizes the gaming world we're in right now of just like the fighting between Zach is just so funny cutting yep. in between the, yeah. the music video and also and there's people just having fun too and chilling yeah, yeah, people just yeah, chilling yeah. eating oh pizza God. and playing their games the insanity to the point where I mean like Kenny's eating pizza and trying to play <laughs> at some point someone's doing it a mango like it really shows that we are just in chaos mode and uh Maybe people even watch that and just get mad, anyways, of what I did. So it's like I don't know. Like you can't win any other way. And but I made it. I I stressed. I even talked to Travis. There's times I was texting. I was like, I'm worried at this moment about the episode, but I'm happy with it, and I hope that you guys enjoyed it. I wanted to make it again, making fun of extremism, and let's just have fun yeah. about games, and let's just kind of poke fun at. I think you did it. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think it works great. Well, thank you. But. Um, and then on the filming side, it's so hot filming the Dire Dire Docks. Dude, that, so the, the shots Baked of us up. on the beach, right? Yeah. Okay, so first of all, you threw us a curveball. Because when, oh, yeah. when we filmed, <laughs> so when we filmed like these, like us playing like in the woods or on the beach, um, we actually played a demo that we recorded before the final recording out loud there on the beach and then played to the demo. And he filmed us playing, so that way it would be in time. So, but what he threw when we got there was, he said, hey, guys, here's what I was thinking. We're here on the beach. He's like, I want to do this effect where... It's slow motion. I want, I want a slow motion effect, which means I need you to move twice as fast, and then I'll slow it down. I'll shoot it at a high frame rate and slow it down. So, basically, he was asking us to take the Dire Dire Doc song, play it at double speed, and play to it. Double time. And, and then he would film it and then slow it down yeah. to do a slow motion effect. So... 
The problem is, is if you are familiar with Dire Dire Docks, the drums, whatever, the bass and the piano were like, so we tried putting it to double speed and it was physically impossible. And like the guy playing bass, Greg, and the guy Alex playing. I was smiling when I asked, I said, is it hard to just play two times and you have to practice that way? And they just... Usually you might go, oh, we could try, but they everybody was like, yes. So yeah, like, yeah, we have you know, like a lot of times you're like, yeah, we'll give it a shot. We were like, that's not going to work. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's not going to so happen. So we ended up compromising it and we set it to one and a half speed. And, and it worked out. I got the effect I wanted, and uh, yeah. but they uh, they were troopers. And it was throughout 100 whole, degrees on that beach. Throughout the whole, I want to say even more so out of episode three, but uh, even, and then when we got into the scene with conflict in the basement yep. scene and the fight and the. The music video, that was a 6.30 p.m. on a Friday. People have worked all week to a 2.30 in the morning. Yep, shoot. it was eight hours solid uh, on a Friday. Yeah. I flipped you off. Uh, but I did buy pizza. So we we filmed was... forever. There's and, some good And think about it. Like, you've well, got the guys fighting. you got the band people. All those people in those shots, they all had to be there for all those yeah. shots and doing shots over and over again. And so it's crazy. It, it was, yeah, it was hey, fun, hey, but it I was a long I think the funniest day. thing ever was when they were on the beach, they were setting up. And people started gathering around. Oh, yes. So we were, we were setting up. And at first people like were leaving us alone. And then... They thought the, we were going to like play for them or well, something. Because they that, started but, like watching us. Yeah, so our people started watching us. The funniest thing was this... It looked like some summer camp thing or whatever. Yeah. came up with like all these kids. These like 10 to like 13 year olds. Kids were coming up in boats. Yep. Right behind us in the shot, like we're right there. They have this whole beach area. There was an entire lake, and they decided to come up behind us. And they come up right behind us, and I'm filming, and I'm trying to get them out of the shot. And then eventually, I was just like, "They're not moving. I'm just, I don't know what to do. Like they're, (laughs) and you can't tell them to move while they're out. I mean, they're right there, the whole area of the beach, or out in the boat area, and it's like." This is just weird. So there was people we were filming live, and then like we're watching. It's like, yeah, we're filming something. Yeah. And you're like camp guy. <laughs> the camp guy told them to come out and like do that. So we had. That's why you see all the random people. I will say, kind of added to the slow motion effect though, because we're playing, yeah. but then they're like slow in the background. Yeah. So it kind of helped. Yeah. Uh, but very weird day. I filmed all that, <laughs> on that segment, all that stuff. But and yeah, another check. fun fact: we filmed that beach stuff the same day we filmed the wood stuff from episode two. Yeah. So we just changed clothes. So a little changed. movie magic. Oh, movie magic. But it was a long filming day for sure. <laughs> for sure, it was a good day. But yeah, and then um, yeah, that was all about Dweeb's episode yeah. three. So if you haven't checked out Dweeb's yet, check what it are out. You, doing? you could start with any of the episodes. Um, Maybe start with the first one, but you can start with any of them, um, and I uh, highly recommend that. Yeah. So uh, thanks for watching that, and share that if you can, and yeah. whatever. Whatever, whatever. Uh, TV. So I'll go ahead and because... Why don't I ask you about the shows on the list? I'll ask you. We'll okay. go down the list. Okay. Game of Thrones, season eight, we just ended. So here's the thing. That Travis wants to watch it soon. Yeah, you want to catch yeah. up, so I don't want to spoil them on that. So what I did is I pre-recorded my thoughts on Game of Thrones season eight. Here they are. I have been watching since season one, episode one, since the premiere uh, in 2011. Uh, the show has been very near and dear to me. I have watched it all live, and one thing above all other things with this show that this show did that no other show I've ever seen, no other type of media has done. 
so well is that at any moment you wouldn't know who was going and who wasn't. Other stuff I've seen, you, you, there's a chance that this person could die. This person could, you know, turn evil. This can happen. This show is so good at just throwing out just hit after hit of just like surprises and some of the most shocking television television I've ever seen. Uh, just episodes where it's like uh, that people jumped off the bandwagon because they were just so upset. <laughs> and it's overused. It's been made fun of to do this comparison and I'm making fun of myself for doing it, but I really have to compare the show. This is the dark souls of shows in that, that, that this show is tough, that characters you might love might die. They might turn evil. They might, you know, something might happen to them uh, that you don't want them that, you know, happen to them. Uh, so this show is above all, that is its kind of biggest sticking point is that uh, another thing for me in the show was these long, drawn-out... They, they take their time. They took their time with just the character arcs. Uh, there's been discussion in the newer season if these character arcs wrapped up. Well, uh, I, I do believe they did. But throughout the show, the the changes that the characters take is, is crazy. Like, Arya starts out as this little girl, you know, uh, the Starks. They're kind of, you know, this family... Uh, they see at the beginning, um, they live in Winterfell, and this girl goes on to just do some crazy stuff. I don't want to spoil if you want to start the show or whatever, but, um, well, actually, I will spoil some things, um, you know, I'm talking about Game of Thrones, just skip this part if you don't, whatever, I want to be spoiled, but Arya goes on to be this killer, like this freaking just assassin, <laughs> And, and freaking loses her sight at some point. Uh, man, Sansa goes from this kind of, like, bratty woman to this, like, powerful, like, okay, I can make decisions. I can, like, lead Winterfell, like, kind of woman. And, like, uh, she started, like, all these characters, actors started so young. And Bran looked like a freaking toddler. And goes on to, a spoiler alert again, in this new season, goes on to be king. Like, incredible arcs and they take their time and everything takes so much time and waiting and and political stuff going on which leads me to my other point that i love about the show is in that season one episode one premiere that opening shot and what they're showing is these white walkers and these evil like zombie kind of things that are that are out there and then you hear ned stark say you know winter's coming and then from then on out, that's that's just a thing that they just is in the back of everyone's mind. It's all that was always in the back of my mind was these things are are freaking coming and they're going to kill everybody. And the show does such a great job of all the focus is on this political game of who's going to rule 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 who's going to rule Westeros, who's going to take the throne, and everyone is so concerned with that. And I'm sitting there like, oh frick, I I still remember the season one episode one premiere. I still remember Ned Stark saying winter is coming. Why are we focusing on the stupid stuff? So, wow, this show just really did a good job of building that up, that kind of tension of these things are coming, this is a problem, and as they go later in the seasons, these characters start to wake up to the reality of that. And that leads me to this final season. So, I have enjoyed the show throughout. I think last season was where the show took a turn because that was when they actively did not have the book material to work from. 
and the writing, they start to lose out. And we've kind of complained on this channel before on games like Beyond Good and Evil 2. When they showed that, just constant cussing and it just, there's not smart writing where the, you know, seasons one through six have such smart writing, such smart dialogue of characters and the way they look at each other and the subtlety of all of that. Oh, just great freaking television. And then in season seven, it's like, we're going to effing do this. Yeah, we're that's what we're effing going to do here. And it's like, man, like, what happened to that? And there's gags in that that seem almost like, like cartoonish. Not that there's not funny parts in Game of Thrones. There's really funny humor. I, I'll point to one really funny part was when um, uh, Tyrion uh, with this, uh, with Cersei and they're they're having a meeting or whatever, and he shows up kind of late to this meeting and drags this chair very slowly, and they're just pissed off him. You can just feel the tension in the air, and that is re- that was just a comedic, really funny moment. This just felt like there's gags of like really fast cuts of when. Um, I forgot the the one guy that went on to be a scholar kind of guy. Ugh. His name escaped. His name escapes me right now. But he was best friends with Jon Snow. That guy. In season seven, there's a there's a fast cut kind of goofiness thing where he's cleaning up the library area. Uh, I, it didn't jo- you know vibe with me with the rest of the show. In saying that, in season seven, also some of the biggest payoffs, some of the biggest battles we were waiting on. Such, so freaking cool. So, in that, like, some really cool moments. But they felt different from all the rest of the show. And at that time, they had, again, they had passed up where the books were at. Not that they knew what, (laughs) they knew how the books were going to end. They had talked with the author. But the vibe kind of changed. Does that make sense? I I hope it makes sense. But So, that brings me to, again, this new season. Season 8. Six episodes. What did I think? Everyone online wants to kill the freaking <laughs> writers of the show. They they hate the directors, and I feel the same way when I felt about The Last Jedi, uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi. I really enjoyed The Last Jedi with its flaws and humor that this kind of, you know, season seven of Game of Thrones had. I loved the kind of risk they took and things that they were doing. I look at the season eight, I feel the same way. Like, people are getting crapping on this show... And one of the things I don't get is, one criticism is that uh, Daenerys, um, in season eight, has this kind of heel turn, uh, the you know, before the season finale. And some people were surprised about that, and I was, I was shocked, but then I went, I'm an idiot. It was all in front of us this, the whole time. She has killed and done so many horrible things to get to this point that it was done to bad people that you didn't really you know, realize she had such a uh, capability to do this uh, horrible, horrible act at the end of this uh, series. So I don't get that. That stuff makes sense to me. Um, but yeah, I just felt similar in Last Jedi where it's like, man, you're just crapping on stuff. And I feel like it's, there's some, there's some really great content here. But again, to each their own. So the fight at freaking Winterfell with... The White Walkers, that was the longest episode. That was some of the best battle sequences I've ever seen in television. One complaint, going to slice that in half right now. It was too dirty, it was too muddy, whatever. That, and I was seeing articles too coming out about this. We had a good time. We watched in a big group or whatever. On my TV, it's a newer kind of Vizio television. I think older model television struggled 
to show some of the detail and it was too muddy or whatever. Number two on that, there's fire all around. It's snowing. It's cold. It's dark. There's like evil creatures. You don't want it to be super bright either. And it, you wanted to create an atmosphere of just like chaos and almost hell. The whole the whole episode looked like they were in hell. And I think that's what they were going for because these white these white walkers are there. They wake back up like it's fricked up. And I think they nailed, as a filmmaker myself, they nailed the cinematography of that. And I, some of the, probably one of my, one of my favorite episodes of the whole series. Uh, just incredible, incredible. Uh, and it took, um, watching behind the scenes on that, it took like 55 nights in the cold to do that. So everyone that was involved, like hats off to you. That was in freaking incredible. Um, you know, just filmmaking, just <laughs> sacrificial, just pain like the suffering to go through that of all those nights of filming incredible but they made through that uh i think it was worth it <laughs> they made some of the best television we've ever seen am i happy with how things turned out uh yes i think uh, there's one complaint one major complaint i had on this new season that I agree, and I think I've seen people that liked this this newer season and hated it on the other extreme, that I, I've seen both people explain, and I am totally on the same page. Here's my major complaint. Six episodes. Felt rushed in certain parts. This show always took its time. You know, most of them were ten episodes long. We've got six. Why couldn't you have done a full ten and even if not that, I think it could have won just one more episode. If we even had just one at the very least, I would recommend maybe two. <laughs> things could have had a different weight to them as they did the whole series. Like things and acts and things people would say and uh, looking like they were going to do. And even in the beginning of season eight, the, all that tension's getting built up of like, oh shoot, Daenerys is... Want to be king, but guess what? We know the truth that Jon Snow is actually the rightful heir. All these kind of tensions and Sansa's and Winterfell, and all these people have entered Winterfell, and all that tension's great. It was a great episode. Why was that kind of looked over in all these kind of final moments? You know, like Daenerys taking over um, King's Landing. That's major. That could have took a whole episode of the fallout of that and, you know, cleaning up the city and just, like, they kind of just got it moving. You know, they showed the soldiers there towards the end of, like, getting us, you know, um, put to death by Grey Worm and Jon Snow's trying to stop. And it, that could have been drawn out a little bit more and really, you really could have felt the weight of the aftermath. And it, it felt like we were just wrapping things up quickly. That was a big, big bummer for me uh, in the season finale. Um, it, and then when Tyrion shows up, he has a beard, and I'm, I'm looking, at, I'm watching it live, going, uh, "Okay, he's been in there a while," and he even says, "Yeah, I've been in there a couple weeks or whatever." And you've put Jon Snow or whatever, and we didn't get to see that interaction. Interaction when Jon Snow has to, you know, did he just? flat out say he killed Daenerys did someone walk in on that moment uh, also that freaking that moment was like so heart-wrenching and like ugh, you felt a dagger in your own heart when that happened like that was a so heart-wrenching but it felt right it felt like Jon Snow 
that's when when he got sent to prison. I, I agree with the 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 end results, and I liked that kind of tension or that kind of just storytelling. Like, man, he had to kill someone he loved, um, and he lost somebody he loved again in his arms. It's so like heart wrenching for this character, but he also knew he was the only one that could do this. Like <laughs> Tyrion couldn't. He Tyrion was like uh, made a great point of like. Then he's then she's gonna come for your sisters. They don't agree with her, <laughs> so that really you know stuck with Jon Snow, and he was the only one that could do that that could kill her. But man, how heart wrenching! And that freaking dragon, even though it's CG, just oh, you just felt for that dragon, like watching its mom like just dead there, and ah, oh, so heart wrenching. But it's like man, it just had to be done, you know, like ah, oh, great storytelling, great storytelling, even you know. People might not agree, but uh, great arcs of these characters. So, uh, yeah, when when Jon Snow, they're just like, yeah, he's been thrown in prison. We need to see that fallout. We need to, get to see the kind of what we normally see. It just felt rushed. Give me one, two, three more episodes, you know, to, to kind of see that, to get to have gotten, you know, with the dialogue. What would How would that have gone? But they kind of rushed it. And I did like the interaction with Tyrion and all that stuff, but it felt very, like, pushed. It did not feel natural to me. It was kind of a bummer. I liked the end results. I liked Bren getting the thing. I think that was even talked by. I, I kind of thought that he might. I, I, I knew in my heart, going back to season one with Ned dying, it had to be a Stark on the throne. That felt right. Going back, you have to complete what you started. That's what makes great television. Is you always have to start. You have to finish what you started in your season premiere. <laughs> you have to finish what you started in that first like kind of season, what you're building and stuff. And getting Brandon on the throne, he didn't want. It. I love the line of, uh, but he doesn't want it and stuff. And it's like, then why did you travel all right the way here if he doesn't want it? Um, you know, or saying like, when well, why is he here? It's like, why do you think I traveled this far? Like telling that to Tyrion. I thought that was awesome. Brandon just is, he's like a pimp now. I don't know. Got all the superpowers, but thought that was a great choice. Arya just moving on from her like revenge thing, and that that kind of got taken care of in the fight at King's Landing. I loved the fight there with the Hound and all that, and the Hound basically being like, "You will die if you come." Basically saying, "Revenge if you fixate on grudges and and revenge and always like Arya was for so long." It will kill you, and I'm going to die if you come with me, because that is what I'm falling into. I'm falling into revenge. The Hound dies uh, with his brother, the Mountain. And Arya, I think, knew at the moment he was freaking right. Like, he he looked at her, and it's like there was an understanding. And I love that escape sequence and and juxtaposing those two edits of uh, her trying to get away and the city just basically just trampling her trying to get out of there i mean it was the fight it was freaking daenerys like slaughtering all these people but it also was her just her constant just um seeking for revenge and just wanting to kill those that have wronged her that's what i saw in that edit of that is like this whole city is just coming down on you because you cannot give it up Uh, and it nearly kills her it nearly does but it kills uh the hound but i love that editing sequence and i saw people complain about that don't know where that's coming from, but really enjoyed that. I really liked when uh, it was so heart wrenching with Daenerys, you know, taking on King's Landing and just burning it. 
one thing I was, you know, Cersei has been so sneaky and always has a, you know, a trick up her sleeve. When that dragon was heading towards, you know, the tower where Cersei's at, one thing, Daenerys saw the end. It's so close. She doesn't trust the Lannisters. Why even try to, like, negotiate or we're going to put you in jail for life or put you on trial? She didn't have time for that because she has lost so much. She lost her best friend, killed in front of her by Cersei. All this built-up anger and then... In her head, Jon Snow is the rightful heir. All the stuff she doesn't trust anybody. Totally made sense for her to do that. Like that, that it's right there in front of her. She's waited freaking a decade to do this. Over a decade, you know. But um, yeah, it's just it was just so uh, heart wrenching to see that. But when she was heading towards the tower, I was like, Cersei's going to have one of those freaking, you know, catapult arrow things hidden under a tarp and it's going to shoot at her and there's going to be a struggle there and there wasn't and Cersei just kind of dies there and there was no extra kind of thing there there was no extra like twist and like I knew you're gonna have the catapult thing that's why I twist here and that's why I have somebody fighting you or already got the catapult there was none of that like where the characters could have got a one-up on them trying to get a one-up and that was a missed opportunity I feel like so this season's problems, I think, for me, I don't agree with what people on Twitter are just totally crapping on this show, but for me, it was rushed in certain ways. And that, to me, is a bummer, and that uh, we'll see upon other a second viewing But I <laughs> through the show, but I feel like I'm going to, you know, I watch this all live, and I feel like uh, I will have that same criticism, but we'll see. But, yeah, so... Liked the ending. I liked that, uh, yeah, like I said, Arya kind of gave that revenge. She's on to, like, what's west of Westeros? I don't know. She's heading there. Sansa's queen of Winterfell. And Jon Snow is at, uh, at first you're like, oh, it's a bummer. He's getting sent back to the freaking wall. Is there anything even there to protect or, like, against? But that's cool, too, because you get to go there and he's, like, leading the wildlings. And it looks like he's basically doing what Arya's doing. He's just going on and trying to see what pass, you know, Moving on from all this crap and seeing what's out there, what else is out there, and you know, you know, he'll go on to help other people do whatever he has to do. Just uh, awesome character in the show, but and yeah, Bren Ben on the throne makes total sense. That was a funny sequence between you know who's going to be this. Maybe we should let everybody vote, and all of them just cracking up. Uh, but it was a great. Uh, I liked the final season aside from the rushness stuff. The moments were incredible. The storytelling was awesome. I just really liked how they wrapped up these arcs. A lot of people didn't, but I was satisfied. I had a good time. That's all I got to say about freaking Game of Thrones. Thank you. Okay, we're back. That was my thoughts. Yeah. You guys don't know you anything. You killed it. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> so proud of you. So, so let's go down the list and I'll ask you about each one. Um, so Attack on Titan. Awesome. Freaking, this is a second part to season three from last year. I was surprised we got them so soon because they took like years of breaks on Attack on Titan. Having such a good freaking time with mm-hmm. Attack on Titan. 
The you know what the worst part of this new season is waiting for each episode because they're only twenty five minutes each mm. and they end on the biggest ginormous ha- cliffhangers on each episode. But I am enjoying the heck out of it. So do you think this is a show that will continue on even past this season or is it ending? I think they've planned an ending and I think they said they're going to have five or six. I think five ish and that's it. Five seasons? seasons? Yes. Because it's following a manga, right? Yes, and the okay. manga's almost done. Or maybe it just wrapped up. So there's maybe another f- couple seasons left. Yeah, okay, I think interesting. maybe six max and we're done. That's but. one I want to go back to. I watched the first few episodes of the first season. It's It was really dark, so I kind of had trouble sticking but with it. But we're getting into stuff that, like... It almost was like in Game of Thrones that I just talked about. There's stuff that you have waited for for years mm-hmm. that is about to come to fruition and that's kind of what it is with Attack on Titan. Did you ever watch Attack on Titan? Um, my little brother did. I caught episodes of it. It seems really cool. I just didn't like I just didn't like the concept. I don't know. Like giant naked people attacking a village. See, just, I'm all into giant naked the, people. The art is amazing. It just it was so great. it was so grim, man. And it, that's a good thing. Grim. That's a good thing. But I just, man, those first couple episodes, I was like, I feel sick, man. This guy watches a spoiler. First episode, so it's not really a spoiler. Kid watches his mom just get eaten yeah, by this yeah. gross thing, and I'm just like, oh, man, it makes it's, me feel sick. It's definitely on the level of, like, brutality, but... I, I just it never caught my like mm-hmm. oh my gosh I need to watch it right away. Yeah. But you're saying it's it's a top tier one, definitely worth catching. Definitely up on. a great anime, definitely recommended. Uh, so, we're getting into stuff in the season that is like oh we've been waiting for something that, that they might show soon. So so your next show, Serial Experiments Lane, I know nothing about. I don't okay, even know so what we that is. About this last month, uh, that was the show uh, that uh, was uh, that I said is Evangelion. If they took out all the fun. Oh stuff, okay yeah, the, yeah yeah you talked about that. It's just the cerebral. Very thought-provoking Did stuff. you finish it? Uh, no, I have not. Because oh. Attack on Titan, for one thing, and Game of Thrones, I got caught up in like work and stuff, too. But So I'm moving at a snail's pace. Um, this show, now that I'm watching the second time through, it is very extremely heavy. I have to kind of be in the mood to like delve into it. But mm. some of the stuff they do is, is still... I love it. I don't know. I'm still loving that part, but it, I have to be in a certain mood, I think, okay. to like, get into this. So I'm taking it slow. Is it, it's an anime? Um, it's uh yeah, it's an anime. It's okay, eighteen episodes. So maybe I'll come back. I'm just gonna keep talking about, it, but still kind of liking that. Lunatics on Netflix. Yeah. From uh an actor, director, or writer. I think he writes these shows, but he's called Chris Lilly. Um, he's done Summer Heights High, some other kind of shows, and he's uh-huh. like, I think he's from New Zealand, New Zealand or Australia, but he's a comedian. So these are like com- comedy shows. Yeah. He does. So freaking funny. He plays every character in the show, and they jump between different characters. So Summer Heights High was like these people in a high school. So he played like a a teen girl. He played uh, like oh. a music teacher, and he played like this <laughs> rambunctious like teenager boy. So f- oh, definitely recommended. Like if it, it's my type of humor of just like. He plays all these characters so perfectly. Like, each have their own kind of feel to them. So mm-hmm. funny. So, Lunatics is a new show on Netflix uh, that I saw or whatever. And he he kind of... What were you going to say? Oh, nothing. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, but he plays, um, again, five or so different characters. And they're kind of like these kind of crazy people. These kind of like people in the fringe of society or whatever. So, for example, he plays... One part, uh, character he plays is a department store manager... That has objective, objective um, sexuality. 
Hmm. So he likes this cash register. <laughs> he cheated on his wife with this cash register and stuff. Oh my gosh. Uh, so that's one character. Another character is a lady that... Um, he plays this lady in South Africa that play that like thinks dogs that can talk. She's like the dog whisperer and like makes art with dogs' paws and stuff. And it's like ah, uh, the dogs can play. They have their own type of art and they sell for thousands <laughs> and thousands of dollars. Oh, so freaking funny. There is, and then the last one. There's more, whatever. But one more I want to talk about that me and my wife laugh every time she's on screen. He plays a uh, freshman going into college girl. Mm-hmm. The twist is, she's eight foot tall. So he has these like braces <laughs> under the pants she wears, and he just walks around. He's eight foot tall. So when she's talking, she goes, "Yeah, so I love college." And when she gets to the doorway, she puts her head back and she gets to do it. <laughs> that makes us laugh every time. Like, why do that? What, where where is the show broadcast on Netflix. Netflix? So I think it's like ten episodes. Having such a funny time. I'm really happy. That's really fun. It, it is is it is so funny every episode. The so. the next one you've got on your list there is one that has been getting a ton of hype. Yeah. So Chernobyl. Yeah, Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Uh, so Chernobyl. Uh, yeah, new episodes coming out tonight, but it is a five part miniseries on what happened at Chernobyl. Um, what happened at Chernobyl? Uh, I mean, I think we bad, saw that um, movie. Bad stuff. There was like the movie of like where the kids went to Chernobyl and the van broke down yeah. and they all went out and got lost and it was kind That's, of like a, a play. Is, is Chernobyl basically where the nuclear power plant melted down? Yeah, yeah. So Chernobyl. It was a nuclear power plant. They had a power surge like kind of meltdown and that's what kind of caused the meltdown and we're kind of still watching kind of stuff what happened how did we get here whatever and that's kind of what the uh the show is about is kind of like this happened now what like how do we do this and how does the russian government try to cover up stuff and Mm -hmm. how bad was it it was very bad um but this show is really good it's very extremely disturbing at parts the makeup work well, one thing, they have, like, a really good behind-the-scenes at the end of every episode, and one of the writers or, or people that kind of researched stuff for this said, I had to look at pictures of the effects that this radiation had on people. Yeah. He was like, it was the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Even well, the that, trailer. That will, that will haunt me for the rest of my life. The trailer for and, this show was pretty shocking. I was like, oh, yeah. my gosh, that looks insane. So there, there was, like, some of the injuries last episode that, like, I was so sick to my stomach. Like, the makeup work was, like, the best I've ever... Like, yeah. prosthetic-wise, those guys have nailed it and stuff. But very disturbing, but not all the way through but really liking it. It's very engaging, and you learn about Chernobyl. And I've also heard people that were, like, in Russia during this time came out and said, like, they got scary detail, like, on stuff. So, yeah, check it out. And then... You've been watching One Punch Man Season 2. One Punch Man Season 2. My dream has finally come to reality, ladies and gentlemen. And I am happy. I'm very happy with it. Um, Obviously, the biggest controversy with it is whole new animation staff comes in. And you can definitely tell there's a difference. Mm -hmm. But it's not... It's not bad. Like you're still like, yeah, still I'm still enjoying it. The writing staff's still the same. Like, the, and it's it's following the manga, and it's everything still gets hit and still delivered the same way. Um, the story that's going is, on. If someone who's never seen this show, what is the premise of One Punch Man? Okay, so One Punch Man is you have, a, you have an individual who one day. <laughs> it's very simple. It's very simple. One day he wanted to be a hero, so every day he ran six miles, hundred push-ups, a hundred sit-ups. And eventually he worked out so hard, he lost all of his hair and became the strongest human being in the universe. He lost all of his what? Hair. Oh, hair? Yep. And became the strongest human being in the universe. So now, he beats everything with one punch. <laughs> with one punch. So now, he's a hero, 
who's trying to find joy in life because okay. he's just so great, strong. Interesting. So I, I've only seen season one and had a good fun time with that, but glad you're enjoying. Ah, uh, yeah, season too. one, season one's awesome, but I don't know. Season two, they have such a, a neat follow up story. It's it's really cool, and they're evolving. They're involving more characters, but it's so funny because of the whole concept of the show is like they have everything else is so anime. It's yeah. so anime, but Saitama is not anime at all. Like his whole thing is just like yeah. How do they make a show about him? And it's just cool. It's awesome. I just, I love it. It's so much, so much fun. So I think Tuesday's when the next episode comes out for season two. So I'm excited. That's I have cool. To wait, but it's awesome. I love picked it. up a uh, anime that I started a long time ago and then kind of fell off of it. So I Boruto. started it back up. No, no. So I am really picky with the anime I watch. Like I've watched Evangelion. I've watched a couple other ones, but I don't watch a ton of different series. But this one caught my eye because it is like really interesting. It's a really long one. It's called Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Mm. So it ran 1988 to 1997. So it ran for a while. It's got mm. 110 episodes. But basically, it's this gigantic like intergalactic story about these two different basically factions, and one is. Like this free planets alliance that's just like, you know, a collection of planets that are kind of in a democracy. And the other is like an empire, an imperial basically thing. But basically it tells the story of the war between these two different sides and how their different political structures lend themselves to different types of corruption and good guys and bad guys on both sides. And it starts off like really big picture. But then I, what I love about it is you meet characters in the war and then you go back and you meet their families back home and then you like you meet their kids and then you meet how people know each other mm-hmm. and then you meet how people move from one side to the other and then then they go to battles again and it's like oh my god I know all these people and it's like this guy's winning the war and I like him I like that he's doing this maneuver in this battle yeah. but it's killing this other guy that I know now and I know that his fiance is back home and and it's just like and then they there's these like when you think you've got it figured out like okay I think I like the Imperials you know, you realize how corrupt it is and there's like people giving their daughters away for money to become part of the nobility. And it's like, okay, I think I like the Free Planets <laughs> Alliance. And then like a lady stands up against this fascist guy and now like their version of the KKK are coming to beat her up in the street. And it's just like, whoa, you really learn that the the root problem in life is not any one political structure. It's people. Yeah. And there are good people in almost every country, and there are really bad people that want power in almost every country. And so it's a great anime. It's old. Mm. It's really old animation style. It's only in Japanese, so you got to watch it with subtitles. But uh, I'm I'm glad I picked it back up because it's just one of those ones you just want to keep watching it. You don't want to stop. You can, stop. Each episode's 20 minutes. So you just cool. want to keep it going. But um, I'm about 10 episodes in, so I'm sure I'll share more next time when I'm further along. Cool. I love our anime. Well... Yeah. TV is shut off. It's time to shut off the TV and turn on the movie theater. The big screens. You guys watch any movies this I month? I watched one uh, with my wife. I've seen it before. It was the second time through uh, watching it, which uh, was Spirited Away. Hmm. Uh, I still need to watch that. Which was a that. Miyazaki film. What a lot of people hold up as his best, and watching it a second time, I understand why people think that's his best. It's not my favorite of his films. Uh, like Nausicaa, Valley of the Wind, I think is my favorite, but... I'm going. I'm probably going to go back and watch all those uh, with my wife. But Spirited it away. Great friggin' animation. Amazing music. What is the story in this? Or and is uh, it... this this is about a girl is on a road trip with her parents, or I think they're moving. They're moving or whatever, and they come to kind of this roadblock, 
I'm like, oh, okay, we have to walk out, and then we have to go down this tunnel, and it takes us into this field. But soon, stuff is just kind of weird in this kind of, like, they're kind of in these back roads, and stuff's kind of weird, and eventually she loses sight of her parents. They kind of, they went away or whatever, or, uh, and or no, I don't want to was, uh, not to spoil the whole freaking thing, but they come to this place, they find all this food, but no one's around or whatever. Hmm. So the parents start eating it. The girl's like, we can't stop eating this food. So she walks on and kind of gets lost, can't find her parents or whatever, and enters a whole kind of new world. Interesting. And stuff. And the characters and the animation are the best in, <laughs> in yeah. anime. Like some of the best in anime. And, this, and it's just a fun characters. It's basically the Disney of Japan, mm-hmm. these, these movies are. And uh, they are absolute classics. And. Um, Definitely recommend this is a whole freaking yeah. That's the best anime. I mean, I don't know if you haven't seen a freaking Miyazaki film. I have fart on you. I haven't. Well, I'm fart <laughs> on oh no, it's been on my list forever. That and Akira are two movies I feel yeah. like I've been but needing to watch forever. That's a, I don't need to say any more. Watch that freaking film. Yeah. So they've got me intrigued. I want to see that. I've uh, I've actually watched a couple movies. I don't watch a lot of movies, so it's kind of a big deal. It is a big deal. Go me. Um, I said you were the movie expert. Yeah, you know, I think I've seen both of these. Yeah, too, I've so. I watched Forty Two, which was the Jackie Ro- Jackie Robinson story. Um, I was scrolling through Netflix. I wanted to watch something, and I was kind of like. I'll watch it. Like, it's baseball-related. I was talking about Jackie Robinson. And, man, baseball's a dark history. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's not okay. Like that, some, Yeah, what were your overall thought, thoughts of the movie? What do you think um, of it? I think they portrayed... Jackie Robinson well. And a, a pretty good... Like, you have a, a man who's literally going through, like, a battle that he wasn't even thinking he was going to have to go through. He wasn't even, like, trying to start a revolution. He was just like... Yeah. Let's do this. He was just trying to work. Yeah, and he's like, I'm just trying I to get a baseball check team. I this out. I think this sounds yeah, interesting. It was, like, it was so cool because like, this, this owner was like, yeah, I don't care that he's black. Like, it doesn't bother me. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. He's like, I just want to win. That totally threw me off when I realized that that owner was played by Harrison Ford. Yeah, Because he totally right? does like a body face tra- voice transformation. Different. And I realized like halfway well, through. Like a I was like, a biopic? It's a biopic of yeah, Jackie okay. Robinson. Yeah, okay. Like Jackie I think like the baseball really player. I thought it was a documentary. No, no, no. It's, it's a biopic. St- I think you still like this. I, I, um, I, I do. I think I um, really check that out. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I agree with you. Um, the story, obviously the real life story of Jackie Robinson is crazy. You know, mm-hmm. like he's first black baseball player in the MLB and all the, that he faced. And it's been a while. It's been a few years since this came out. I saw it in theaters. Um, but I remember feeling like with this movie, it even though it does portray some of the dark stuff, yeah, it almost felt a little cleaned up. Like, okay, Chernobyl oh. is something that sounds like they're going all the way there. Yeah. This, to me, this was like, oh, I, I don't remember. Somebody threw a brick through his window and somebody maybe kicked him with cleats. Somebody called him the N-word. Yeah. But it's not like... I like biopics when it's like, whoa, they went there. Like, this yeah. is probably what it was really like. And for this movie, it was probably PG-13. It, yeah. It, it felt to me a little vanilla. It, it was. F- it felt to me a little like, I don't know it if was, I'm buying that sad, this was like really, it, this feels a little too clean. What's sad That's how is I felt though it about felt it. clean, it still was like, man, then will be like, has a dark history. Yeah, and it's, I'm not saying I want to watch like Passion of the Christ with Jackie Robinson <laughs> and they're like murdering. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying, like, uh, with I get what you're saying. I want to see, the like, might have been a bit yeah. Of a if you're gonna make a Jackie Robinson movie, I say go all the way, yeah. go R-rated, freaking show this thing the way it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just got the feeling like they probably got the rights to different people's from families. To, you yeah. know, hey, we're gonna make the guy bad, but he's not gonna be like 
Hitler bad, you know what I mean? And it's just, I don't know. I, it was, I, I remember just kind of feeling like that was a little forgettable because yeah. I don't remember I, I a whole lot. I liked it. Overall, I was like, this was good two yeah. hours. Like, this wasn't like a time wasted. It's just a solid six out of ten movie. Yeah, it was like, I wouldn't watch it again. But yeah. like, I definitely, I'm glad I watched it. Cool. I think it was just interesting on my aspect because like, you forget like back then, like these, these teams, they were created and they were ran and they, they never in a million years were they like, we're ever going to pick someone from like a black person to play on a bag. Yeah, it was a complete non like, option. And teams were literally like I think the coolest scene out of all of them which was like they showed up to in the south, they went to like Louisiana or something like that. They went to a hotel they had booked and then they're like, "Yeah, you can't stay here. We found out you have a black man on our team." Yeah. And I sat there and I thought in my head I was like that legitimately had to be like a terrible situation because you knew if you yeah. went to certain states mm-hmm. like this isn't going to work out. Yeah. Like and that owner was like I just want to win. He's like, so I'm put the best team forward, and it's kind of cool because it started it started slowly integrate those two leagues yeah. over time. So. I my, I just remember watching that, thinking I want to watch Remember the Titans. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> something like that movie's great. Yeah, that's a phenomenal movie. Um, the other movie I watched was kind of out of the spur of the moment because I watched all the Iron Mans. Is I watched Captain America, the first Avenger, the original Avenger, um, the very first movie about him. Yeah. And man, they did such a great job setting up his his character for the yeah, rest of the series. They really that did. That movie is definitely like one of my top tier like Marvel. movies. It's one of my favorites, and it ages better and better and better. Especially yep. with Endgame, where you see how his story ends. If mm-hmm. you watch Endgame and then you go watch the first Avenger, and you're like, you'll I, get goosebumps watching you're like, it. I because, get why you do what you do. Yeah, people say that movie's boring. The first Avenger, mm-hmm. and that I That's can't so relate wrong. whatsoever because to me, what makes Captain America, what makes Steven Rogers a mm-hmm. superhero is his heart. Yep. Like, when he was weak and he was, like, five foot tall and he has skin and bones, he was willing to stand up to bullies. Yep. I love that scene where the guy's attacking him and he grabs, like, the trash can lid and yep. he's trying to block from getting hit. He's like, and I can do this all day. Yeah, and he's the same guy. And so they took a guy who had literally a heart of gold and gave him the super body. Yep. And that's what I love about that movie is it shows that and it shows how he has no idea how to interact with women. Yep. He's scared of, uh, I don't remember what's her name. Uh, uh, not Potts, uh, Peggy. Peggy. He's scared of Peggy. Or he's not scared of her, but, you know, he's, he's just nice. He's intimidated. She's, you know, I just, man, I love I love World War II era yeah. also. And I think for me, what, such what, a good what really got to me is like, you have a movie here who... They didn't know what they were going to be 10 years later. Yeah. But they developed his character for the long haul. And they did it in a way that's like, this movie is like, it doesn't feel like a character development movie like the first Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, when, like, the, like the original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, Sam Raimi. Um, like that was character development to the T. Mm-hmm. Like this was perfect. Like, hey, there's an arc. There was a story. We have Red Skull, everything like that. But then you have a character in, in Steven Rogers where you're like, he's constantly being developed. And he stayed consistent yeah. throughout the whole series. Yeah, like, they took him on saw, that good we art. We saw, like, as Tony, like, Stark, he, like, developed as more of a human being as the time went on. He well, I feel, like, I feel like Steve Rogers developed as a human being, but it was because he went through lots of different settings, yeah. right? Like, well, like, his character. Like, that's the thing, like, his character. What makes his, him... His principles him, stay the same. Is consistently the same. And mm-hmm. I think that's what makes the movie the best is because they're like, yeah, he changes as a person. But the whole time, what's he trying to do? He's like, oh, Bucky's alive. Mm-hmm. I'm, where's Bucky? Yeah. He's my best friend. I'll find him. All right. Hey, Peggy dies. He is extremely 
like tragically heartbroken. Mm-hmm. You know, even though she was an old lady and he, she forgot about him. Yeah. Still heartbroken. Yeah. All right. He's still constantly worried about other people. And it kind of echoes the time he comes from. It was mm-hmm. a simpler time back then. You so he's your, a simpler well, person. He's very back straightforward. Then, World War yeah. II, everyone was trying to enlist. They were putting their lives on the line for each other. And to the end, he was like, I'm put my life on the line. Yeah. And that's just who he was. And it was cool. I really, I think, again, the first Captain America movie is one of my favorite Marvel It's a movies. good one. It's definitely up there, and I was really glad I rewatched it. I was mm-hmm. really happy to the whole thing. So good job, Captain America. Yeah, thank sir. you for your. When, when are you going to start watching the Marvel movies? Uh, you watch the cutscenes. I watch. I literally just watched the cutscenes yeah. of Metal Gear. Oh my gosh! On those, he watched a twenty-two minute recap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So thank you for watching. We're going to leave you with some teasers for next time. Some stuff upcoming. First off. I brought shame upon my family. Sudoku yourself? Uh, no, not yet. Sudoku. <laughs> Sudoku. <laughs> so lots of crawling. <laughs> um, hangouts. Where the heck have they been? We don't hang out. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> there have not been hangouts. There will be new hangouts, and to make up for it, I will be going longer on these ones that are upcoming. Uh, I will let you know more on Twitter. On our Dweebo YT Twitter. Maybe you should follow it. Dweebo. Give it a follow. On Twitter. Find out when we're posting podcasts, Dweeb episodes, all the new stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also when we're going live with Hangouts, which uh, that's probably why you unfollowed. Wasn't no Hangouts yeah. to learn about. But refollow that uh, for Hangouts coming soon. Dweeb's episode four. Arnold. Titled Arnold. It's coming out June 28th. Into this next month, yeah. Yeah, soon. So, uh, and I don't know. Uh, I'm still working on it. So, yeah. Cross your fingers if that comes out. Yeah, I'm saying. still working on it might, too. Might be so. a Final Seven situation. Guys, it's called the Big Guns in. What do you need? Might be a Final Seven remake type situation. Hey, this time with a new, it's gonna be happening. The new studio. Yeah. You're telling like, me the new studio needs to buy out the current studio uh, and bail. We don't need EA telling us what to do. Yeah, maybe EA will buy us out and leaves episode five. Yeah, we are for sale. You want to buy us? We are. We are. Business is open. Ubisoft is trying to be not bought. We're trying to be bought. So, what's up, Rooster Teeth? So thank you for watching. Um, again, sorry for hangouts. I will I will do some Sudoku's um, in the yeah. meantime. Yeah, you know. probably uh, take care of that. <laughs> do that. So thank you for watching. And one final word. Everyone, just say a word. No. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll and then we'll just go online. My word is. Um, you mentioned Captain America. I'm just going to say freedom. Travis? Monster. Spider webs. <laughs>